Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley's Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Welcome to another episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. Is this a first? I think Please. it is a first. I think this is the first time four of us mm-hmm. have been together in one spot. Uh, trivia. To record. Uh, to record. Other than like at uh, Timeless Pints, Yeah, maybe. we've done like the trivia night or Timeless Pints, but yeah. that we didn't really get to sit down too much and like actually talk together. It was a loud environment. And right. This is a special one because we are here together all in Dave's apartment. Hard uh, to believe I can fit four people in here. Greg. <laughs> That's what she said. Dave, Nico, and myself. In a row? For a, a, a specific purpose. Not only to record an episode of The Wretched Hive, uh, but it's a special episode because we are doing our audio commentary of 1983's Return of the Jedi. The second worst. Did I miss the Attack of the Clones episode? Because we're working our way up from the worst going forward, right? We started the second worst episode. We we started with the original trilogy. We haven't done a commentary track yet, have we? Yes, we have. We did Star Wars and Empire, buddy. Where were you? Oh, we did them on. We did them. Yeah, we did them from Zoom, though. That's yes, we did them online. Pandemic special. That was Mm -hmm. so long ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I forget anything past six. That's okay. (laughs) You're really telling me that this is worse than the Phantom Menace? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. 100%. 100%. I feel like we've had this argument before. Yeah, it, we it have. Absolutely, okay. it's worse than the fan now. Of you're now just safety tip. You're going to have to hold that mic up to your mouth a little bit closer on those. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, about a fist away. Okay, sorry. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm not used to having. Wait, never mind. Wait, uh, Steve, do yeah. that visual for me one yeah, more time. Yeah, uh, please. I'll, I'll pass on that. No, no, no. So one more time <laughs> for our listening audience. Um, <laughs> right. So. <laughs> I'll have to bleep that out. Wait, what's the time signature on that? Twenty seconds, two twenty. Okay, so what's the worst comment? Ever. I know, I know. We're talking You're about wives, man. I thought that there's some so bad. Is there an off limits? So, so this, we this need is an off gonna, limits button. Yeah, here. this is going to be interesting because I mean, just <laughs> dynamic, dynamic by wise, the, the show. We will we're never, make, we're we never going to record together again. In person with each other that we would, oh, yeah. that we would never make. You know, on right. Zoom or however we were recording, just because we're conscious that we're recording. So yes, we are going to have to, <laughs> Mr. Lent, activate our internal filter buttons what? a little more closely. Anyway, welcome to the Wretched Hive. If you've never listened to our show before, this is pretty much how it goes. Yeah, we're really sorry. <laughs> so um, we've got what do we have queued up here, Dave? We've got the digital version. Yes, this is purchase a, version. This right? is a purchased version of Return of the Jedi. Uh, it's in 4K because. Even though you, the listener, can't hear it, I'm still watching this bleeping thing, so it's going to be in 4K. Yeah, it's 4K, Dave's beautiful uh, 4K television. It looks awesome. Just I'm looking at the the menu that's on sort of repeat here. We've been watching this for a little while. The 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 audio or and or the video quality is beautiful, and we're at the the menu that's at the bottom. Uh, it says play extras and related. So we're going to, 
in a few seconds, we're going to tell you, listener, when to push play on your version so that you can follow along at home and listen to us while you watch the film. Now, I'm assuming... I'm assuming that if you are watching the Disney Plus version, it should be relatively the same. Yeah, it you shouldn't know? be yeah. too far off. Uh, if you're yeah. watching, I don't, I don't think there's any McClunky in here to worry about. If you happen to be watching the original theatrical release, though, mm. there obviously you won't get the Sly Snoodles extravaganza that we're going to enjoy here. In just right, a few it might minutes. be getting gotten. Yeah, your timing might get thrown off a little bit. Yes, there. Th- th- this is clearly a special edition. Not an unspecialized edition Correct. of the film. Would this match the '97? I think so. Ish. I think reissue. They, no, because this has the Hayden Christensen ghost in it at the end. Spoiler alert. Well, no. uh, I'm talking about in time and in terms of timing. The runtime. The runtime. Run run it should be very close. close right? It should be close. Okay. Enough. All right. Yeah. So pretty much anybody, other than the original, if you're watching the very the the original on VHS or Laserdisc probably wouldn't work for you yeah so scott you're not going to be able to use this commentary track that's right yeah scott or greg's cousin joshua you're screwed yeah Yeah, exactly yeah Yeah. sorry guys um yeah i think scott's going to make his own commentary track with all of the different versions that are out there though i'm pretty sure he's already done that (laughs) yeah he just never recorded any track he just does it every time he watches it as we let's be honest though as we all do yeah who doesn't who doesn't talk through this entire movie oh yeah you can't. Regardless. You can't not talk. You can't just sit there and watch this. How many times have we seen this movie, guys? Total. Well, between so, the, between so the four of today, us. So far today, zero times. Well, before or, that's going to change in a second. Before today, though, if you had to guess, how many times have you seen this movie, Greg? Since 1983, when I was 13 years old, I would put it, I, 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 I'd, I'd say a hundred times. Okay. Dave? Probably 11 billion times. 11 billion? Nico? 69. <laughs> <laughs> macaroni why that particular number of times be happy he picked a number steve and move i'm on. not nice. sure that i can't i can't positively say that i've seen it 70 times mm. but i gotta get as close to 70 as possible i think i've seen like it a good a, about potato times wow yeah yeah i'm going nico on that one all right so dave yeah ready to hit play in three two wait 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 Am I uh, doing it on one, or is it... This is just practice. Three, one, three, two, two one, one, go. go. Yeah. Or three, two, one. You're, you're doing it on three, two, one, go. Okay. Do you, okay, there's ready? A, there's, you have yes. to put Let's an extra countdown. pause in there. It's like three, two, one, pause, go. Nope, it's just three, two, one, go. Okay, ready? Yes. Three, two, go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we, have, we have hit play. Oh no! He hit the resume and button, and it's gonna bring us up to like 26 <laughs> seconds. Oh we need to read. my god! It's okay. It's gonna buffer for 26 seconds. seconds. It'll be fine. Hang on. Fair enough. Okay, so a long time ago right. in a galaxy far, far away, just okay. Just Star we're, Wars we're, main titles. Here it is, main title. All right, All right we so d- we've we got good. the main title we've with already, Star Wars already drifting back into the into we're 26 the Star seconds shape. into it. We've already fucked it up. Yeah, I know. Sorry, it says we didn't rehearse this, but there's a fun story about the title of this and how the title of this movie influenced the title of Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. When Star Trek II was being made it was originally called the revenge of Khan over the objections of nicholas meyer director and screenwriter Mm. and when he called to complain about it they basically told him to go fuck himself and his last card that he played was that well we all know that george lucas who has a relationship with paramount pictures which is the home of star trek of course Mm -hmm. and george lucas has indiana jones there george lucas is making a movie right now called Revenge of the Jedi, and do you really think he's going to want our movie with the title Revenge in it coming out first? I think he's going to lodge an objection to it, and I'm going to win anyway. And the studio said, again, go F yourself. 
Lucas, as predicted, did lodge the objection because it was Revenge of the Jedi at that point. They changed it to The Wrath of Khan. And then Lucas said, haha, just kidding. I'm going to call it Return of the Jedi at this point. <laughs> yeah, because Jedi don't get revenge. Because Jedi don't get revenge. So George Lucas really is just the, the cagiest motherfucker in, he in movies. But he to hate, be... And he's doing it just because he hates Hollywood and the machine. And... To be fair, <laughs> The Wrath of Khan is a much better title for a movie than the revenge of Oh, 1000 percent 100 percent 100 percent but nicholas meyer was just beefed because he wanted to call star trek 2 the undiscovered country and the studio disagreed with him all right so now we're looking at death star 2 dave how do i turn off this lamp next to me well oh, stop whispering sweet nothings in this ear and i'm sure it'll perfect okay Ooh, so we've so our got classic that. shot of the star destroyer opening all three of the original movies uh dropping a shuttlecraft with a tie fighter escort I remember being excited as a kid because I'd never seen a shuttlecraft before, right? Oh. This was the first yeah. appearance of this ship. And I love the design on that ship. It's so, and, so and, sharp. And here we go. We get to see. This is uh, DS2, right? Yeah. Death Star 2. Death Star, Death Star, Star 2. 2. The bigger Death Star. Well, that's no moon, so. Not the first time we see the Death Star 2 in the sequ in the entire sequence of all the films, though. We see it at the end of uh, Episode 3. That's Death Star 1, my friend. That's Death Star 1. Oh, you're right. Hmm. All right. Mm. Oh, but it's halfway built. You're right. Shoot. Mm. Loser. Are you saying that all Death Stars look alike, Steve? That's I racist. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, racist or not racist? Completely racist. Death Stars 1 and 2. That's a great shot. Same. And I love these huge matte paintings that they use. The, the techniques they use to film these big shots of the bay. Yeah, uh, just they're so spectacular. They look all, great to this day. All I know of the matte painting work here is just really still. But it, on on I gotta point out on Dave's 4K TV, you can tell which of the soldiers are matte paintings and which ones are actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the image on this TV, Dave, it's frighteningly good, isn't it? It's it's spectacular. It, but I I do want to back up what you say of how much better it all looks with. It done practically than a lot of the digital sets that are done today. Yeah. It's amazing. And speaking of looking so better, we're seeing Vader. So Vader walking uh, down the shuttlecraft steps for the first time, and that's David Prowse in the suit. And just having seen now other actors portray Vader a couple of times over the years, you realize how much of the physicality and the presence Dave Prowse really brought to that character. For all the attention James Earl Jones gets for being the voice, just the physicality of bodybuilder David Prowse is spectacular now isn't it in this movie that there are more i don't want to say more of scenes without david prowse than with but there are more of other actors in this movie that are not david prowse mm. than the other two previous ones because he was in trouble for uh not following the spoiler code and and really dishing a lot of spoilers on this movie before it came out well, before it filmed, well, he was filmed. He was pretty much banned from Lucasfilm events for most of his life yeah. after, uh, after like 1981. After he spilled the "I am your father" moment. Yeah, yeah. So he. That's, that's uh, it. That's I'm not. I'm not yeah. making that up, right? No, it took a long time for him to mend, if he ever did, with Lucas, uh, with George Lucas himself. Yeah, and and he gave a just a very brief interview about and where you know about the secret. And uh, I think Lucasfilm put the clamps on it, but not before it had leaked. So we're back in Death Valley now. Mm -hmm. 
This Jabba is Palace. not. This is not um, Tunisia, Tatooine. This is Death Valley, Tatooine. I think they film these in California. A lot the of Golden folks State. have gone to that very spot and taken pictures right there. Yeah, you can really see that it's a matte painting. Wow. And this door, I, I love how Jab- the door to Jabba's Palace has gotten bigger over the years too. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> keeps well, getting larger. Genetics, <laughs> right? It, uh, you know, as much as we ragged on. It, aspects of the Boba Fett series uh, seeing them walk up to the big door in the Boba Fett, Boba Fett series was something kind of special I yeah, thought it was it was really cool yeah isn't that called a door droid I think I think I've seen that recently that it's literally like a door droid I think it's designation hmm. is D-I-L-D-0 <laughs> I like that I they're doing that the, the sub. I like that they're doing the subtitle. I'm moving past it. The subtitles in in Hutties. Oh yeah, no, mm-hmm. like phonetically letting us see the subtitles yeah. of the Hutties words. And and three PO mm-hmm. speaking Hutties just seems like the stereotype of any Grinko trying to speak Spanish. Like you're oh, yeah. just dropping an A or an A on the end of everything. Yo Kiro, <laughs> right? See three PO Yeah, R R two de Toa. R two de Toa. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I I. I've never watched this film with the subtitles on, and so I, I love how they phonetically spelled out the Hutties. That was pretty cool. Awkward floaty spider yeah. bots. Random mm-hmm. spider droid in the mm-hmm. background. And our first look at the Gamorrean, the Gamorrean guard. guards. Who These uh, guys got a lot more svelte in the Boba Fett series, yeah, too. Yeah, they did. And the Mandalorian and they, series, too. And they didn't get any smarter. No, they nope. did not. No. I like them better here. I like, the, I like my Gamorreans fat, P-H-A-T. Well, and I, like the, yeah. I do like the, the uniform and the armor. Yeah, you know, yeah. it gives Very you a sense like. of yeah, it gives you a sense of this is someplace important. Yeah, banks always have a very ornate design because you're supposed to feel comfortable that they have a lot of money and therefore you want to give them your money. It should yeah. be the same thing at Jabba's Palace. Hey, yeah. Steve, Day Wana Wonga, Day Wana Wonga, Day Wana Wonga, and they look badass too. I mean, those oh my costumes God, Steve, what's are amazing. That character, which one? That one. Oh, that's um, Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna, you say. <laughs> I can get you a bib for tuna. I want bib for pizza. Where's our pizza? What time is it? It is, well, the clock that's right there that you're looking right at says it's 7.32. Could you get a bigger clock? I probably could. I I don't know. That's like a warehouse-sized clock in your your 10 by 10 kitchen. Well, I like it because I can literally see it from anywhere on the first floor. For the listeners at home, Dave has a literal full palette (laughs) hanging on the wall with Roman numerals. And hands that point at no, them at the appropriate hands that time. Point at, them mm. at the appropriate yes, time. It's a new invention called a clock. I hear they call it a clock. Oh, Jabba. Smoking the I, So this is, this in, in 83, this was the first time we saw Jabba the Hutt. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. And I don't know what, I, my experience on this might be different from you guys, because I grew up in the middle of flipping nowhere. Mm. So I did not know much of what was going to happen. I was completely unspoiled for anything going into this. So Jabba, the shuttle, all this stuff, it was literally the first time I saw it. And my nine-year-old eyes were just drinking it all in. Same. I mean, there there was no internet. There was no way to research this stuff really back then. Secrets were a lot easier to keep in Hollywood in, in the mid-'80s than they are now. We didn't have the spoilers, but there were fanzine things. I remember, like, the, it It sounds stupid, but the rumors around school that Leia was going to be Luke's sister um, had come out and mm. were going around school mm. even in 1983. I forget where it all originated from, but I had heard that rumor that it was coming out. Hmm. 
I didn't hear that Luke was going to be my father, or that Vader was going to be the father in 1980. That was pretty well kept. But my asshole friend Darren, sure enough, spoiled it for me when the next day when he saw it, and I hadn't yet. No Uh-oh. kidding. Fuck you, Darren. Yeah, oh. yeah, honestly. Darren, wherever you are. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Big fuck you from the wretched hive, Darren. Get Luke on the And uh, uh, fuck you, there. Scott, in case you're listening. And there's a... Ula, that's Ula, right? Yeah. yeah. Was that shot in the original version, or is that a specialized that it, little close-up that was there during Luke's uh, holographic mm, monologue? It, it may have been a specialized shot. I'm not sure, but props to them for bringing back that same actress to recreate the stuff for the special edition 20 years later. Yeah, she still looks fantastic too. Yeah. 20 years later, she looks exactly the same. I wish I could say that. I do look exactly the same. Well, that's true. As I did 10 minutes you, ago. You were a bald, hairy man in high school. So <laughs> <laughs> you look exactly the same. It was by choice, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and here now, we have yep, yep. the unveiling of Han Solo, his favorite decoration hanging on the wall. Still in carbonite. Mm-hmm. Still in carbonite. Now, interesting Should be story. quite well protected, assuming you survived the freezing process. Absolutely. He, is, he looks quite well protected. The story behind this, though, is that Harrison Ford didn't sign for this movie immediately after Empire. Well, so I, th- I think he was signed just as a carpenter for the movie. <laughs> Where's my rim shot? <laughs> but um, oh, we forgot the soundboards. Yeah. I'm That's sure okay. our listeners are going right. to be really broken up about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. It's my favorite part of the show. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my bad. So, I will say in this 4K, I'm seeing so many more characters in the background and yeah. recognizing like I've seen all of these action figures and stuff. And it says, oh, yeah, like part of Jabba's menagerie. But it's like I don't remember ever so seeing that. That little, droid is in Book of Boba Fett, right? Little, on the left. Little, uh, yes. little yeah. Gronk torture action yeah, going the, on the, here. The Gronk torturer. Isn't he uh, isn't he like the translator major domo droid? Yeah, he comes Yeah, he in. does turn into be the new major demo for for Bib Fortuna, doesn't mm-hmm. he? I believe that's right. What's his designation? I eight I or eight I eight or something like that? I can't I remember. Eight your milkshake? Seven eight nine. <laughs> oh, what's in the background I there on the D1K? left? That is sort of a white looking um, protocol is, droid almost. Yeah. That one looked like a medical droid. They were just yeah. That looked like a two one B. Yeah. And this guy, I feel like doesn't the chef in uh, he, he's the oh there's a better shot. Oh, that's a yeah. I've actually never noticed that. That's a great shot of three yeah. PO mimicking the pose of the the droid remnants behind him. Mm-hmm. No, th- this guy becomes the bartender at the Maslasi Cantina in. That Gronk droid is still oh, getting tortured. There's so many properties now. <laughs> Leave yeah, that poor little screwed. guy alone. He did something bad. I always wondered, how does the droid have nerve endings in his feet to feel <laughs> the hot the hot pokers that are being put on there? Oh, let's Space all, magic, Dave. Let's, Space let's, magic. Let's all just okay. uh, marvel at, uh, at, uh, at Max Rebo here, though. Six Hive and Chris Evans asked me a question I couldn't answer the other day, and I... I busted out your space magic reference. Space magic. Space it's magic. the best way to describe. It got me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's. How and then he listened to the show and he goes, "Oh, that's the space magic reference." Yeah. 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 So now we're into the special edition portion of the movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, I remember the commercials and a few surprises yeah. for you kids at home that think you know everything. Uh, New right, song right. written specifically for uh, for the special edition. Was this really necessary? 
I don't think it was, but I will say I appreciate the sentiment behind it that Jabba's Palace should be a large, fun party atmosphere. And the original, despecialized version of the movie doesn't quite hit that tone. I don't know. That it needs yeah. to be a fun party. It, it, it's not like it's not like a Carnival Cruise or anything like that. You're I, saying, I, it's I not, think, you're saying it's not Rick's in Casablanca or anything? It's not Rick's in Casablanca. I, I really, you know, it, it's a... It's a den of scum and villainy. It's just an extension of most Eisley, I think, is what it should be. But uh, that's just me. Well, don't they call it Jabba's, like, in Jabba's palace, there's his little cadre of hangers-on, his menagerie? Wouldn't you? I would, I would, you know. He does keep a pet rancor here that eats people. I don't know how much fun that screams. (laughs) Well, they all cheer and laugh and have a great time. I would love to have a pet rancor that eats people. Can you, you imagine? Cats. Can you imagine you how quick my business <laughs> meetings would go with a pet rancor that ate eight people oh, yeah. that displeased me? Steve is salivating at the thought of it. To be perfectly honest. Oh my gosh! Frog number Absolutely. one eaten by a job of the hut. Uh, there. Think about how your work productivity could improve. So this your, Jabba your is a giant puppet, and and oh. they stuck a little person in to operate the tail. I don't know if that should be insulting to the little person, but um, well, they had multiple well, people operating yeah, but Jabba. There's right? like yeah, five. they did. There's, there's, there's five. There's people five together. puppeteers, yeah. but it's liter- But the only one that is a little, a little, they're all like normal sized people. The only one that's a little per- person is the tail. So Chewbacca being introduced here. You know, um, <laughs> what I recently learned about the Chewbacca outfit yes. um, and the whole costuming is that the mask that was made um the only bit of expressiveness that they really gave the mask is that the one side of the lip as the mouth opens curls up that was deliberate it's deliberate but it's the only bit of expression that the mask gets so the the more the mouth is opened the further that lip curl goes so just a little bit of open, and you don't really get much lip. He opens it more, and you get more lip. But um, yeah, as as expressive as Chewie is in all of these movies, that's all he had. All he had to work with that and blinking his eyeballs. Huh. So wow. Well, isn't correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the way the costume is set up? Isn't the the Peter Mayhew's? Isn't he looking out Chewie's mouth basically? No, no, those no. are his no. eyes. Those I've those seen, I thought his. I've seen masks where I thought I've seen things where. The those are th- those are for the people that operate Jabba's tail when they want to dress okay. up as Chewbacca. All right. Mm. In 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 this, <laughs> if you there are there are, note the time on that one too. There <laughs> there are many pictures of of, of of Peter Mayhew without the Chewbacca mask on, and he does have the eyes He's blacked out. Those. They yeah, are yeah, his, yeah. they are his eyes. Yeah, yeah, Batman those, paint on his. Eyes. Those are his eyes. Um, you know what? What's that's a, a big contrast to the costume for is it Kirstanton? That's the new... Kersantan. Black Kersantan, yeah. yeah. So they were interviewing that actor on the Book of Boba Fett Classic Disney Gallery. Shot oh, that's just a beautiful yeah. shot. Yeah. Yep. And I think yep. that's... Is that special frog? edition? That is, is that not no? special edition. Okay. Okay. What about the little frog. lizard in the, the lower little, left hand? Yeah, the yeah I think the little frog special edition. Yeah. Uh, the, the actor that plays Black Kersantan um, on the Disney Gallery for Book of Boba Fett, he was sharing that his costume mask has connections to his eyebrows, his cheekbones, his mouth, so that when he moves his mouth around, the mask moves. Yeah, so in the new trilogy, when they <coughs> made the new Chewie yeah. mask... Leia sneaking in to save Han here. Uh, for P- Peter Mayhew, uh, from what I've heard, 
um, they tried to give him a similar mask with all the mm. uh, electronics and robotics and everything in there. And he said, no, 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 give me, just give me the original. Give me that lip curl. Just, it's too much. It was too heavy. Um, too much going on for him. Mm. Too hot and sweaty. And so, so Scott is not here, so we'll, so we're going to have to rely on me for pronunciation. But the disguise Leia is wearing here, again, spoiler alert, oh, is Boosh, Bosh? Bo- what? Boosh. Bosh. Boosh. It's a Boosh. Boosh? I think it's Boosh. B-O-U-S-H-H. Yeah, no, Boosh. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Boosh. But I love the mask of the this mask character. The mask is amazing. Yeah. The mask yeah. is a great design. Yeah. It's just scary looking. Oh, yeah. I had uh, an action figure of this with the removable helmet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these effects, honestly, not that special, though, of Han being right. melted. liberated, melted out of the carbonite. Yeah. Early 80s. It reminds me of, uh, was it Cocoon? It had the bright, shining light coming out of the... Isn't that the movie Cocoon? It could no? be a lot of things. <laughs> with bright, shining lights? Yeah. Harrison Ford put on a few pounds, I now, think. I'd read that uh, the, the Carbonite Han Solo had a jacket on, and that was considered a continuity error, and I forgot to look this time around. No, oh, they took the jacket off. Really? Okay. They took the jacket off of him. But he did have restraints around the back of his arms, though. Yeah, I always wondered how he got his hands up in that position. Yeah. Mm. So I, I believe that is a continuity error. But no jacket. Mm. Now, why is she talking to him the whole time with the helmet on? Because we have to have the big reveal here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you got to sell toys, Greg. Yeah. Lipstick on point. Makeup. Oh, yeah. Yep. Now, was she coked up during this <laughs> part of the Allegedly. part of the trilogy? I or, get in trouble for the midget joke, but your, your cocaine jokes are okay. My cocaine jokes are reality. She okay. was clearly and 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 uh, on record as as being high most of the time during during these movies. Nobody can hear a, so, a ten foot slug sliding around behind you guys. So I, I do have to curtain. ask. I do have to ask a question, Steve. So yeah, there yeah. was a member of Jabba's entourage who is, had their hand over three PO's mouth to keep him quiet. Mm. How badly do you want to be that person? <laughs> Every time he says something. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Move your hand, fucking podcaster. Harrison Ford is so good. So he's really been a big star at this point for six years, right? I mean, yeah, this is now post uh, Indiana Jones. Jones. So he's really, I mean, he's he's firing on all cylinders. Before or after the Mosquito Coast? Uh, Maybe after, but I do think it's before Witness. I think before Witness. Is this before or after the airplane license? (laughs) I think he has his airplane license. He's got some, but no helicopter license. Yeah, he's got plenty Ah. of. of uh, disposable income at this point, I'm sure he's he's got an airplane of his so, own. So, so if you had to fly with somebody, would you rather fly with Harrison Ford or with Tom Cruise? I would rather fly with Harrison Ford because if we're going to go down, I'm I'm going to say I went I fucking died with Han Solo. Yes. Also, you know he can crash a plane successessfully and, and walk away live. from it. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Fair if point. you go with Tom Cruise, you'll have to be on the outside of the airplane, like strapped to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have the insurance that Tom Cruise does, so I'm sure my straps won't be on as quite as securely. Mm. You just isolate that comment about straps being on quite straps securely. On. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. A Did I say nine. strap on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 
Delusions of Grandeur, one of my favorite lines from any Star Wars movie. I'm out of it a little while and everybody gets Delusions of Grandeur. Every Star Wars movie almost, right? Yeah. It's a, that's a top ten line from yeah. Star Wars, I think. So this, so this moment here that we're looking at is Luke's entrance to Jabba's palace where he force lifts the door open and just walks through in Jedi robes and it closes behind him. Is that what he does? Because I was about to ask, who opened the door for this guy? I, either, I, I think he force lifts it up, but... This is this whole sequence is a moment that I think gains some more weight once you've watched the prequels and you get a chance to see how the Jedi are. Hmm. And now Luke has kind of made that transformational jump to I'm working as a Jedi does. Is Although he he, just... he force force chokes some Gamorrean oh, guards and here's there. Sebulba, that's a that's a new addition. Is it the Doug? Indentured yeah. servant wow. Leia sitting right there. Yeah, we got the uh, the Leia in the in the gold bikini. The, the non the non indigenous Leia. Mm-hmm. Non indigenous Leia. Very famous uh, shots of Leia in the gold bikini there. Much and many times replicated. And thank you, thank you, female listeners, for doing that. <laughs> Appreciate your. Glad uh, we're efforts. not making. It, I'm glad we're not making it creepy though. Appreciate your efforts. Uh, hand check. Hand check. At uh, celebration this last year, much appreciated. Um, yeah, Luke is looking pretty badass. This, this, this is this is an Anakin move. Also, this is very much an Anakin Skywalker move. Mm-hmm. Or honestly, he looks like Sarek from Star Trek Three because those robes are very Vulcan esque. Yeah. Uh, again, going back to the uh, Book of Boba Fett um, Disney Gallery Hour show that just was released, mentioned earlier, the it was it, Filoni makes a point to mention that Ben trains Anakin, and he also had a hand in. Well, he was trained by Qui Gon Jinn. He was putting like the family tree together. But Ben trained Luke somewhat, and Ben trained Anakin. And so that was just an interesting little something that I hadn't thought of before. So Yoda trained Dooku, Mm -hmm. who trained Mm Qui-Gon, who trained Obi-Wan, who trained Anakin and Luke. Mm -hmm. And then Obi-Wan also... uh, Or no, I'm sorry... um, Luke also studied under Yoda for a time. Yes. Yeah. So and brought Anakin, it back full circle. Yeah. Anakin trained Ahsoka, and then Luke trained Rey. And Three a, Jedi lessons. Yeah, right. And, and, right. A, and, a, and Ahsoka trained Grogu. And so did Luke. All right. So now we get our first glimpse of the Rancor. Phil Tippett, yeah. Master Puppeteer. That this is did a all puppet. This stop motion. I know. And you, you said it on the top of the show, but this is, there's no CGI here. There is, there is no magical LED backdrop that, that simulates an environment. This is all yeah. practical, old-school effects, and it is marvelous to watch. Yeah. It's they so try, If you go back and watch the old Making a Return of the Jedi shows that are out there they tried to do a full size well a man-sized 
costume, guy in a costume, and it looks so ridiculous because Phil Tippett's wearing it and he's making all these Rancor-like moves. Mm. It's hilarious. I'm glad they went with this. This is a combination. I don't think it is stop motion. I think it, I think you're just right. It is all pu- puppet work that's done here, although yeah. I think all the stop motion work was primarily in, in Empire, but it just looks great. It looks yeah. great. That scene where he you know, swallows up, gulps up the last bit of the hand of the Gamorrean guard he's uh, devouring there. And you got the full-size hand uh, practical effect there grabbing Luke. Yeah. In- intercut with the puppet. It's just it's great. It's right out of Land of the Lost. This is how they do defeat the T-Rex every episode. You just <laughs> stick a bone, in, the his bone in his mouth. Yeah, just stick a bone in his mouth. Thank you, Greg. Boom. Mark that as, as well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> how, how many how many you know how much edit editing can I do in this episode? I, I, I think this was I've, always I've Nico's so favorite toy as a child because you could shove things down the rancor's oh, mouth yeah. and then make it poop them out. And then make it poop them out. Really? Yeah, yes. you pick up the tail and have, it had like an action figure sized chute that went from the mouth to its anus mm. and you can just shove Gamorrean guards down its gullet all day long. And it would just poop them out. And it would just poop them out. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was great. Only to be devoured again. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Any toys made better when it can poop something out. Oh yeah, poop yeah, makes everything that's better. That's what I say. All right, now Luke, ingenious move here. Oh yeah, because everybody knows all you have to do is just destroy the control panel, and it automatically either, either closes opens or, or closes. opens. Yeah, yeah whatever well, you need, it opens or closes the door. Just smash the control panel. Could he have not used the force to close that door? Or is that not how the force works? That's well, you know, Anakin never learned about the high ground, and Luke clearly never learned about using the force on <laughs> buttons. buttons. You, just said, you just said he used the force to open that other door, though. Lift the door. <laughs> <laughs> lift the door. He can lift, but not close. Yeah, but he can. Not yeah. close. The force is a fickle mistress. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really judging the masterwork directed by Richard Marquand that is Return of the Jedi? What was Mit- Richard Marquand's other work? I'm sure that somebody here knows this. It's not me. It is not me. Mm. Good thing we have the internet. Let's take a look-see here. So, George Lucas obviously directed episode four. Yes. I think Irvin Kirshner yes. directed episode five, much to George's chagrin. You know, I think he they collaborated for sure, but I think that's Irvin Kirshner's baby. I feel this is Richard Marquand is almost like the 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 what's the what's the uh, when a director wants to be taken the Alan Smithy. Richard Marquand is the Alan Smithy of well, of, of so, George Lucas work here. So the the story that I have read on that is that Kirshner was brought in to direct, and that Lucas and Kirshner had and had and remained up until Kirshner's death had a very warm relationship with each other very respectful Mm -hmm. but what happened was that Lucas wanted the credits to be run a certain way for Empire Strikes Back and that violated DGA and WGA rules Directors Guild and Writers Guild rules so he did it had to pay a couple million dollars in fines on behalf of himself and Erwin Kirshner and yeah. said never again. And that's why he went out and deliberately hired Richard Marquand, who was not a member of the Directors Guild okay. and therefore not subject to their, you know, arbitrary rules on where the their name has to go on the credits of the movie. 
I thought that dispute really came from Star Wars, though, with that with go. the director's name only appearing at the end of the movie because it was, it was a director's guild rule that that your name, the director's name, had to appear at the beginning of the movie at the very end of the credits, and yeah, it does just, not appear as until it is the first title card in the end credits. Just to catch everybody up, we have the uh, the sand skiff. And uh, we're headed to the Sarlacc pit here. We got Jabba. Oh, the sand barge. Sorry, not the skiff. You can move that. Sail barge. Sail barge. Uh, looking at Mark Wan's history before Jedi, um, he hadn't done very much. I mean, he's got. Um, so let's see. We've got Hearts of Fire was 1987. So that was after. Uh, Hearts of wow, Fire. You can, you can really see the blue screen on this on this TV. Wow. Yeah, the outlines. Yeah, yeah. We, we we also missed one of my favorite exchanges while I was telling that story. With the moment where Luke and, and Han are in Jabba's throne room, yeah. and yeah, how is it going? Oh, about the usual. And Han says that bad, huh? <laughs> Which I swear to God, my bro- my brother and I will still do to each other without missing a beat. <laughs> the Eye of the Needle, nineteen eighty one. Birth of the Beatles, seventy nine. These are all before Jedi, which was in nineteen eighty three. The Legacy. 1978. I have no idea what that is. NBC special treat. Pretty sure it was a movie, Steve. Probably a movie. Pilger TV series. The the specialized Sarlacc is on the screen right now. Yep. Yep. Used to just be a giant anus with tentacle looking hole in the ground. Very inanimate. Now it's got a bird beak. Now it's got a bird beak. All right. We have pizza. We have pizza delivered. Which is, this is very important to remember when we're evaluating Boba Fett's you know, mm-hmm. fighting skills. Boba Fett. Later on, yeah. I'm just <laughs> Boba saying. Boba Fett, where? There are, are the bad guys that he's going to encounter here are literally a blind man and an immovable creature. I like those odds. I like those odds too. I feel like I could win in that fight, but. Yeah. I would have put my money on the ferocious, feared bounty hunter. Yeah. So they, the movie never really gets into Luke's crafting of his new lightsaber, which we're about to get unveiled here, hmm. right? Like this is this is kind of a, a it's only it's, it's only that deleted scene. Yeah, you can, you yeah, can see it, the deleted it, scene on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a surprise, but it's a very known surprise. Like yeah. Luke, uh, Luke, that he has a, a new lightsaber, and it just kind Part of is ready. happens. Everyone seems to know the plan, except three PO. Except three PO, which, which is which is pretty smart. They leave him out of all the planning. And R two really is the ultimate ride or die droid, right? I mean, oh, of course. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. How many secrets is that little mechanical monster kept? Yeah, all of them. Well, isn't there a theory where the the crawl for every movie is actually R two sort of telling the story? Well, yeah, <laughs> he's the only one that knows the whole thing. So, yes, the first thing you should always do in a fight is get the Wookiee out of their restraints if he's on your side, <laughs> which is what Luke does there. So now we have Boba Fett going, rocketing into action. With a jetpack. With a jetpack. Amazing. Luke takes his gun out immediately. Yep. But did we miss Force Kick yet? Force Kick hasn't come up yet, has it? I don't think it has. No, not yet. You know what makes sense? Running space, magic? face first into a dude with a sword while you're holding a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett, where? 
So Han yeah. hits Boba Fett's jetpack. Boba Completely Fett flies force kick out of control off the sail barge, and he falls into the Sarlacc to be eaten. Right into the peak. Just saying. Giant pussy. That's all I'm saying. So did Boba Fett have any speaking lines in this film? No. I don't think so. No. no. Zero, right? And I think he had four lines in Empire. And, and Leia, yet, crafty as fuck, just jumping over the over the oh backside yeah. of a Leia, Jabba Leia there, wrapping up. that chain around him, and just like going to town. Leia's don't don't get Leia mad at you. That's yeah. my that's my general advice to people. Leia in the process of choking the life out of. And I've always loved Jabba. Carrie Fisher's response to the controversy over the the slave Leia moniker and the outfit over the years. As she said, "Oh, you're you're a parent that's objecting to your daughter having this as a toy. Tell her the truth. I got kidnapped." Guy made me dress like that. I didn't like it, and I killed him. The end. <laughs> <laughs> she was just a joy. It's a shame she's no longer with us. Yeah, she, no kidding. Yeah. She was. What a gift she, she was. While so she was fun. It's just so funny. Like, she's really real. a legitimately funny lady. And just real. Just a real person, and no holding back for her. She just shared who she was, and I love that about her. Now, again, watching this fight scene, though, Luke just tearing through everything. I go back to this is. This feels more natural if you've watched the prequel trilogy. It, it, it felt like a bit of a jump, you know, from his, his skill level from Empire to Return of the Jedi. If you watch the prequel trilogy, it starts to feel a little more natural and a little more filled in that he's evolved to this level. And this is still a level below what we see Jedi being capable of in the prequels. A little higher, a little And really, higher. he's like, you know, he's got nobody really teaching him that's out there. He just hasn't gone back to Yoda yet. So he's kind of like, you know, it's it's like you could learn karate from the back, from the ads of the comic books, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's like you could learn to be a Jedi just by, like, reading a couple books. <laughs> well, look at what Ray did. She got those ancient Jedi texts. Oh, and... she's a Mary Sue. <laughs> Ray Palpatine Skywalker. I say that in all sarcasm, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so this big swing coming up here where Luke grabs Leia and they swing off the sail barge, mm-hmm. yeah. is, do you think that was intentionally as an homage to the moment in A New Hope where they swing across the the area where the bridge is out? Oh, it has to be. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so, yeah. I always, I've always thought it was, yeah. I'm just wondering what it's swinging from to yes. land them perfectly on the other little <laughs> thing. Uh, the, the, the fulcrum of the the rope yeah. does, makes zero God, sense. You sound like those guys in Major League. What do you mean the ball was too high? Look, if the trajectory of the curve... Oh, fuck it. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the um, the continuity between... The Book of Boba Fett. Yes. And this. That was very with well the done. the crash and the wreckage. Very well done that Jawas show up within a couple of days and just start picking it picking apart. Picking through it. Yeah. And yeah, they showed the wreckage. Yeah, let's get some pizza. Okay. All right. So we're going to, you're going to get to, yeah, here's listener, munching. you're going to get to enjoy us listen, uh, eating pizza while we watch the film. Let's see. This one is, uh, well, they're not labeled. Mine is the meat pizza. Okay, that one's probably mine. Greg ordered something with meat. <laughs> Shocking, I know. Yeah. I hope I didn't order that giant one. Two. We're going Luke's to the Dagobah system. Here. This has got to be yours. Oh, no, that one, that one's mine. Did you order a large? Yeah, I did. Greg? Oh, no, I ordered oh, Dave ordered. Okay, so that one must be mine. Because I'm trying to lose weight, so I ordered a large pizza. That, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> 
Do you have a um, something I can put this on here? Or? Yeah, if you give me just a second. Absolutely. All right. We're going to enjoy some lovely we can't, we Blaze can pizza. Pause the movie and pause the recording if we want to. No, we're doing it live. We're do-, <laughs> do it live. Look at all those troops. Oh, look at that. And the so good. The red. The Royal Guard. We're, uh, back on the Death Star. Darth Vader. I remember watching this scene and going, holy crap, who is Vader <clears throat> kneeling to? Yeah. Like, this guy must be a badass. The same person he kneeled to in The Empire Strikes Back, Steve. Yeah, but my pizza ticket just says med, meat, eat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. That's a good point, Dave. But I I had the same reaction. And by the way, Dave's not on mic, so he, you know, in full snark mode, went the same person that Vader knelt to in Empire Strikes Back. Like like Chris Evans would say, I agree entirely. I agree entirely. <laughs> but I don't know. There's something about this scene that just struck me as as being very powerful. And in 4K here, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say, while everything does look great from the visuals there, uh, Palpatine's makeup is horrible. It is, horrible. Isn't it? <laughs> it looks it looks like a guy just pasted toilet paper to his chin. Roll that up. <laughs> That's not toilet paper on his chin, Greg. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Is that Ian McDermott? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even look like him. You met him. You should know. I know. That's how I know. It's been him yeah, throughout him every movie, seconds. hasn't it? Except for the original episode, Empire Strikes Back guy, before they replaced him in the special edition. It's been Ian McDermott since Return of the Jedi, yeah. Yes, the very first time we see him in the hologram. Yes. It's not McDermott, yeah. I, I believe it was an old woman, wasn't it? Uh, woman. I don't. I don't know. Man. Man. <laughs> oh. First Yoda appearance. Yoda. He's got hair coming out of his ears now. So do you. I, I do. Say. <laughs> uh, when nine hundred. So do I. When nine hundred o- years old you out. get, you'll have your ear hair as well, Nico. Dick. <laughs> what really sells Yoda? Well, we talked about this before. What really sells the puppet Yoda as being a life... <laughs> Look at how crossed his eyes here, though. A real, I know. It's, it's a little <laughs> bit off. That's really interesting. I never noticed the cross eyes. <laughs> Look, 900. Come on. Uh, is is Mark's performance here? Yeah. He, he, considering the guy has to play to a puppet. I mean, he's yeah. doing... He, he does... You know, and it's it. You know, they do it on the Muppet Show all the time, and it's all you know. But it's all really tongue in cheek. This this is like he's legitimately like acting against this puppet. Yeah. And and of course Jim Hansen, you know, knocking Hansen. it out of the park. Henson, thank you. I was thinking about the Hansen brothers. I can't get them out of my mind. I think them all, all the time. Damn it! Thank you. That's why I have you guys. Frank Oz, not Jim Henson. So you guys aren't on mic, so you just keep talking. Frank Oz doing a great job. Well, isn't it Henson? No, it's Frank Oz doing the voice and the puppetry, right? Yeah, you're right. 
Thank you. Confronting me. And he modeled the likeness of Yoda after his own face. So there's a, a famous meme from this scene that is just, you know, I never understood that the idea that you could just get so tired of someone asking you questions that you just have to die until I had my first kid. <laughs> this turns over, dies, goes to sleep. Mm. Big reveal here. Your father, he is. So Luke has now confirmation from his master. I mean, look at Mark Hamill acting with his eyes there. He really is. It's just remarkable. Holy cross-eyed Yoda, Batman. <laughs> He's tired. Got a few Yoda tonics. <laughs> <laughs> So Ben dies, disappears immediately. Mm -hmm. Yoda dies, disappears immediately. Vader dies, stuck in the suit. But they all appear as force ghosts. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon dies. They didn't really understand. I'm going to go with they didn't really understand... Like how to die and disappear at the time at that point. That's what I'm going with. Space magic. Space magic. Do we see Qui Gon actually expire? Right. He's like saying his last words to, <coughs> excuse me, to Obi Wan. So maybe he doesn't actually die on camera. Are you saying he's still alive? Could be. He never actually died. No. Just, just Ben just kind of runs off, and he's like, "Wait a minute, I'm feeling okay. I'm not he's dead. It was only a shot in the gut. Everybody lives from that. You morons. He's he's, <laughs> yeah. he's not Tupac, Steve. Qui Gon is dead. What I'm saying is maybe that's why Qui Gon doesn't die on on disappear on screen on screen." Because he doesn't die on screen? Because he's yes. not actually dead. He's not actually quite Just Obi-Wan's an dead. idiot and just like ran off. He's like, oh, I'll avenge you! <laughs> I feel happy. Okay, here's a question for you. And Yoda just became one with the Force. Well, is about to... His body's about to disappear. Mm -hmm, Mark mm -hmm, Hamill mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm. a bang-up job. There's body fading into the other side of the veil, whatever that means for Star Wars. Um, and his cloak. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep, cloak went with him. Is Yoda Grogu's father? We're gonna see a Star Wars ring theory. With that, perhaps. Well, they were both alive at the same time. Grogu was in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant 
when Order 66 happened. Mm-hmm. Yep, we have confirmation of all of that. True. Yoda was on Kashyyyk when it happened, though, with, uh, with the Wookiees. Grogu was also around 40 years old at the time of the... Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Or, or so? Yeah. I'm going to say the reason Yoda went into hiding on Dagobah is because Space CPS came after him for child support. Uh. <laughs> and there's no way... That's messed up. He's paying for that kid. He's unemployed now. Yeah, all his income was gone once the Jedi Order collapsed. Because there's no, no yeah. DNA out there that can prove it's his kid. How so, much did they pay Sir Alec Guinness to come back and do this? They need Space Mori Povich to do a paternity test for Yoda. <laughs> you are not, not the father. <laughs> the father, you are not. <laughs> so this is this is one of those great lies, though. When I first knew him, your father was already a great pilot. Well, he was piloting pod racers. And I'm, I'm just saying, this whole speech here is a, is a very laudable retcon of everything, right? Because they didn't necessarily go with the Darth Vader as Luke's father when they were doing the first Star Wars. Didn't necessarily know that. And the whole Leia's Luke's sister definitely didn't key in on that as a possibility until after Empire was done. So this whole speech here is literally like, we'll take all these things that we know are not true and find a way to actually explain it so that it still makes sense. And uh, we're going to need that by Thursday. Our only hope. Ben's still manipulating everything. We're trying to. So Guinness got a cut of a new hope money. Is that right? Did Alec did Sir Alec Guinness get a cut of New Hope? Yeah. I I honestly don't know. I haven't heard that before. He got a cut he got a percentage of the either the box office or no, I think it was the box office because I've heard an, uh, an interview with him where he tells a funny story uh, about that. He says that Lucas like thanked him so much for after the film was done. And he said, you know, your contract says 2%, but we're going to give you 2.5%. And, you know. Ended up being a shit ton of money, like, probably. thank you. Thank you so much for that. Oh, that's so kind of you. Thank you. And then the film does, you know, Gangbusters. Sets world records and everything. And then Lucas comes back and says, yep, so we'll get that check to 2% for you. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Right. But Gallagher, this is like, excuse me, wait, didn't we uh, handshake deal on two and a half? See, but you were were asking about how much you think that it cost to bring him back for Empire and for this one. And you know what? I think that, uh, I I don't know that they really took, I'm sure it was more than, it wasn't another percentage, but it's more than the, what they paid a lot of actors. But also they told him, hey, come in for a weekend and sit on a crate and shoot this scene, you know? Right. <laughs> yes. So we, we... This is actually a really cool scene right here. Yeah, and we went past the, the establishing shot of the Rebel Alliance Armada assembling. Mm-hmm. That that got my attention as a nine-year-old. There were more ships on that screen, big capital ships, than I had ever seen before in a space movie. And I was excited because I knew something big was about to happen is this the first let's make a plan around the hologram scene that we get in star wars around a hologram scene but it's not the first make a plan around a big light up table scene oh 
because right. they didn't have they didn't have fake hologram technology in 1977. So they just sit around a large flat panel screen. Yes. Table. Excuse me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, we make fun of this movie, and we've often said it's, you know, the second worst Star Wars movie, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of cool stuff in this film. There, there's there's a lot of cool stuff in this film, and I I will differ with my good friend, Mr. Lent, here. I don't think it's the second worst Star Wars movie. I actually think it's a much better film if you watch them in machete-cut order. If you watch four, five, one, two, three, and then six, this movie becomes better. Because you've just watched all the items in Revenge of the Sith that echo through Return of the Jedi. Isn't Machete cut, though? Isn't that 4, 5, 2, 3, 6? You just cut out Episode 1. You you could. I always include it. it it's kind of like... I, I, I always think of Episode 1 as being like The Hobbit. You know, you don't really need to read it to understand The Lord of the Rings, but it's helpful. Yeah. I'm a fan of episode one. I'm sorry. I don't know what you guys what talk about. What the hell is wrong with you, I boy? like episode one. I do. I do, too. It's a, it, it's a, maybe it's a sentimental favorite, but I like it. I, I will say the things that are... Still has the best lightsaber out of any of the stories. Yes. Yeah. The the thing, yes. The moments yes. in episode one that are great are legitimately great compared to the rest of the movie. The problem is that the rest of the movie is Canto Bite. Not just the Canto Bite <laughs> portion, but the rest of the movie is Canto Bite. our first little bit of jealousy there yeah. from Han. And, and one thing that's fun about this movie, as opposed to The Empire Strikes Back, is that you get all the principal characters together for really more than one sequence. By the way, that's a really cool shot of the landing bay at the Rebel base. You got yeah. the Falcon, yeah. you got the Imperial shuttle, you got X-Wings, you got Y-Wings. Yeah, you, you got more ships than you can shake a stick at there. But... It, Han giving up the Millennium Falcon, even without knowing all the backstory that exists now in Solo... This is such a big deal. And you knew it was such a big deal as a kid when you were watching it. Yes. It's also really funny knowing the backstory of it from Solo. Yeah. Uh, that uh, this is this is Lando taking the keys back. Right. And yeah. before, before the scene ends here, I'm just going to have to rate Lando's cape a B in this episode. The, yes. The last movie is a definite A for the cape game. This one, and I've seen his closet too. He's had much better choices. <laughs> um, this one's just a B. Do you think when he gets back on the Falcon here, do you think do you <laughs> think the first capes. thing he did was go to the cape closet to check out what Han did to it? That's what I would do. <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you think that Billy D. Williams runs into that wall? Like, how many steps did it take until he ran into that matte painting? Because that's the one shot here that bothers me. Didn't they didn't he bust build... through it like <laughs> like Kool Aid Man style? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess it probably a cost saving, but but boy, that's a terrible. It's, it's one shot that it's just not uh, it's just not good the, there's no depth it's just a flat so, shot behind them I, I'm I, you know I'm sorry to be so picky but I'm a I'm a fan and I love these movies and you know I want it to be as good as it can be of course we're gonna we're gonna nitpick the hell out of these things because yes. we do it out of love yes so just from a military strategy standpoint though do you really want that many high asset command elements? in a single small ship on a single small mission. Is that something that would would normally happen or be something that would be allowed? It's a little Trekkian. 
right? Yeah. When you send like Kirk, Spot, Spock, McCoy. We're going to send all the red shirts dispersed in like 17 ships to the, the surface, but we're going to put Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Scotty, Sulu, and Uhura in this single unarmed shuttle and just see what happens. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Young Skywalker will be one of us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> See, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of intrigued by who those two characters are off on the left that the Emperor goes to talk to that, that look vaguely like a, a monk and a high priest of something. Isn't uh, I would wager that the one on the right that bows, you should get to see a little more face on, he reminds me of the banking clan aliens. The long, drawn face, the tall. It's hard to tell, though. He's got a hat on, you know. But that's what that reminds me of, is somebody from the banking clan. Because they're, they're the ones who backed Palpatine from the beginning hmm. uh, in, the, in the Separatists. That's yeah. actually a good poll. Scott's going to be upset that he wasn't here to do that himself. Good job. Thanks. Oh, and fuck you, Scott. Vader's on that ship. Now, don't get jittery, Luke. There are a lot of command ships. Yeah. Vader's executor uh, shuttle, just, which uh, is just... A, keep the, your distance, though, Chewie, but don't look like you're keeping your distance. I think the executors, uh, or the executor, whichever one we decided it was last time executor. we talked about this, is Fly casual. probably the most one of the, one of the seriously most badass designs yep. of any of the ships that are out there. Um, it looks like an arrowhead. I mean, it's, mm-hmm, it's super mm-hmm. simple, but you know, there's like the Millennium Falcon, the X-Wings, and the TIE Fighters, but I, I, just, I just love the design of that ship. The part of it I think is really cool too is just the immense size of it. Mm-hmm. Right, we already see all these other star destroyers and go, "Holy shit, those things are massive!" And then you see Vader's, and it's like triple the size. Well, just they did a the great others. job establishing the size in the first movie, and then this thing when the shadows come across the top of the yeah. star destroyers, and it's this guy. Uh, the executor class. Yeah. So this is something I don't understand, though. Vader and Luke can sense each other, but the Emperor can't sense Luke. Right? Because later on, Luke says, hey, my son is on the, the surface of the planet. I have felt him. And the Emperor is like, strange that I have not. Mm-hmm. Or what is the he, hell? Right. Or is he lying? And how are none of and how are neither of them able to sense Leia? Well, we'll have to see well, next week's episode of Kenobi to find out what Ben teaches. Well, it's uh, Maybe it's like when you have t- when you have yeah. two cell phones that are so close together you can't distinguish between one and the other. So, so the two children are so close together they just register as like as one, one child. blip. I and like they, that. And they That's already recognize. Not, I'm, the I'm reading one. two pair now, Mav. Not one pair of bogey, but two <laughs> pair of bogeys. See, see? Is, that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's actually that's actually a good yeah, theory. Yeah. That that is good. I like that. And maybe the reason the Emperor couldn't find Luke was he was picking up Leia. Or Leia's signature. The Emperor was wishes he could pick up Leia. It also explains why you can lift the, the doors up but not down because sometimes cell phone service gets kind of wonky, you know, and just it just craps out every now and then. So the forces the forces maybe he has AT and T force service is what he's got. No, I think not, he I think switch over to Verizon. I think he's got T Mobile. Yeah, I think go. he's got T Mobile. Oh, he's got T Mobile. Yeah. Got it. 
I heard he had so, cricket. I so I love I love the forest moon of Endor as a setting to try to get us back on track with the movie real quick. I love the forest moon of Endor as a setting, shot in the redwood forests here in Los Angeles in uh, California, and I love the stormtrooper design for the forest. The scout troopers. Scout, scout troopers. troopers. Scout trooper yeah. design yes. is spot on. Scout trooper so design good. is super cool. Badass. And these speeder bikes captured my imagination like nothing else when I was a kid and saw this movie. Yeah, this whole sequence of the chases and going through the going through the forest and everything was amazing in nineteen eighty three. And it's still really good today. I don't want to discount it today at all. It's still really good. But in nineteen eighty three it was like it, it was unbelievable that they had crafted this. By the way, that's a difficult shot that Chewie does there with the bowcaster. Yeah, who doesn't want a flying motorcycle that can speed through trees like that? It's just yeah. awesome. And now, and now that we know those are Anakin Skywalker's children, that moment of I'm taking, I'm just taking a bike and wait, I'm just going with you. That's the most Anakin Skywalker thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. A pilot's intuition. I do like how Luke immediately knows how to jam comlinks on this thing he's never ridden before in his life. I know. I know. Everybody in Star <laughs> Wars can fly any spaceship they jump into, and I get in a rental car. It takes me 10 minutes to learn how to turn the headlights on. <laughs> can never figure out which side of the car the goddamn gas tank is on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if you tell me there's that little arrow, I fucking know it, all right? <laughs> so great to see the making of um, and there's been multiple versions but of this um, scene with the speeder bikes in the forest where they're just walking through the forest very slowly and then they speed up the film this That's one so they cool. switch they switch between the actors on bikes against the green screen obviously and right. stop motion puppets um, mm -hmm. and and really well done I mean you can tell when it's a puppet when it's a person but I still think the puppet the stop motion puppet work on this is really well done Yeah, celebration. There was a stroller that uh, obviously somebody had built, you know, at home. I don't think you can buy it, and it looked like a speeder bike. <laughs> uh, really cool, and lots of uh, these troopers walking around with a with a very distinctive was it helmet. Was it Razor, the scooter company who had made those little go karts that were available? I think they were Razor's scooter go. I'd say I've I've seen one of those converted into a land speeder. That I I, I seriously thought about how do I plunk down money for that. <laughs> so like Luke's land speeder. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Steve, what I read on how they did some of these speeder bike shots were the the head on things is they just had a, a steady cam and you, they would just walk through the forest and they would just manually take a frame at a time right. as they walked through the forest. Yeah. And then when you play it back at normal speed, the end result is that you just feel like you're, you're moving so, going so really quickly. Fast. You're going mm -hmm. a million miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, again, it's just these, these old school, super basic techniques yeah. that produce disproportionately good results. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you're going 80 miles an hour and you're just walking. It's so cool. And the ones from the back, are they just playing some of the different footage in reverse? 
I, the book didn't cover that one specifically, but it, probably it talked but about probably, I, I, yeah. my my mother because she knew I loved Star Wars so much. She bought me a book as a kid on how Star Wars special effects were done. That's awesome. That there is such yeah, a pimp cool. move with Luke cutting off the uh, the stabilizer blades at the front of the of the bike. Oh yeah, yeah, with the lightsaber, just timing it perfectly. I mean, he really could have just chopped the dude's head off, but that would have been. But no, he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna like literally all he has to do is hold the blade up for the guy to ride by him. <laughs> <laughs> have him slice his own head off but no he's like i'm i'm gonna fuck with you and just <laughs> chop the front of your bike off there's got to be like how it should have been made video <laughs> or something on youtube i've always thought the camo on the jackets that luke and han are wearing is kind of weird so like somebody spray painted that on there. Yeah, oh, they and did. Han has like a duster. He doesn't have yeah. like a, a, a regular jet. He's, he's wearing like a duster. Right. And I'll just make a broader point here that this was, these sequences that we're watching here kind of show the, the great wasted opportunity of the sequel trilogy in that we never had a Luke and Han scene together. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. really Very that's real. It is such a missed opportunity that you didn't get those characters to reconnect in any way. For some reason, in mm -hmm. any of the of the sequel trilogy, it's, yeah, it, I, I that's one part where I agree with Mark Hamill and 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 Scott and all the other critics that that you know how can you have these guys not meet up you know yeah, thirty oh, years later? Oh, sign me sign me up for that. Yeah, sign me up for yeah. that petition. I they have great chemistry. Yeah, I do not know if they actually get along in real life. I'm sure they do. I, I'm sure they do. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they do too. I, I would bet that they get along. They're not necessarily best friends, but I would yeah. bet that they get along. But yeah. they, that was a, a missed storytelling moment because you you get the Han and Leia scene, mm -hmm. you get the Luke and Leia scene, mm -hmm. but you don't get the Luke and Han scene. No, we just get the the great Hamill moment in the Last Jedi where he asks, "Where's Han?" Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. Well, and had Carrie not passed away. Who knows? I mean, that really threw a wrench into everything. Well, uh, uh, Han Solo was already dead by that point. Well, the character a, Han Solo was already dead by that point. That's an excellent point. point. <laughs> that is a good point. I'm a little bit off with my timing tonight. <laughs> math is hard. Continuity math buff. Hard. Continuity Greg math. Lent correctly pointing out that <laughs> Han Solo died in Episode 7 <laughs> and therefore was not available to be used in Episodes 8 or 9. Except as a, except as Although a, did come back. As a ghost. Oh, let's lead, let's chalk that up. Luke, another one who disappears when he dies too. Indeed, can, yes. Can, counting up Jedi who disappeared when they die, mm -hmm. with the tally is now three. All right, so we're talking right through because that's how important it is to us. <laughs> the introduction of the Ewoks into yeah. the Star Wars universe. Teddy oh. Grams. And, and Warwick Davis's first appearance in a Star Wars movie, of which many are to come. Just want to point out a blinking Ewok, by the way. Blinking in yeah. the special edition. Yep. yep. Special, special edition, edition Ewok. Is it weird that he blinks, or is it not weird that he blinks? Does anybody it's care? It's not weird to me now. It looks totally I didn't, natural. I don't, I don't it care either way. It stands out. The, the blinks whole, are the whole so thing is weird. unnatural, I feel like. To you? Yeah, yeah. it stands out to you? He's blinking so often. It's like he's, he's like Leia has not blinked yeah. in that entire scene there, and like the uh, Wicket has probably blinked fifteen times. She she is according to Steve pretty coked up on the timeline. <laughs> Her pupils are pretty dilated. 
I'm going to say it without being a total creep, but Carrie Fisher is just absolutely stunning in this movie. She is. She's beautiful. So, do we think the Stormtroopers would treat Princess Leia any different if they knew she was Darth Vader's daughter? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's right, because I'm, so. I'm like, Luke, like, I, Darth, don't, I don't know Darth if they Vader would. Would Darth Vader have treated Princess Leia any different on the Death Star if he knew she was her daughter? She was his daughter. Hmm. Yeah, but I'm thinking the troopers probably would. Like... They probably wouldn't know what to do with her. Like, oh, do we do we torture her? Do we no. treat her with kid gloves? You know. Yes. Yeah. You don't you don't lay a finger on her. Alright, got Vader in the control room on the Death Star two. Going back to report progress. My lord. Great. I need one of these chairs. This is what I need. I need I need I need this chair. Do you think it's ergonomically correct though? I don't care. And we're talking about the Emperor's Throne in the Emperor's Throne Room on Death Star 2. And, again, <laughs> and, I, and I want it to spin. Wait a minute. Do and, you and want again, a toilet that looks like that? Or like a desk care. chair? Oh. I, <laughs> oh. Again, all this stuff here. If I had a high-backed toilet, I don't think I would ever get <laughs> off of it. What if the flush controls were like that red button on your right? Dave, we're going to have to do an alternate Sorry, commentary Dave. track where you can get your thought out. <laughs> now, is that, is, that, is that toilet a full bidet also, right? Oh, it has to be. Hell yeah. That be. has to be. Dave has Liter- the talking pillow. Literally invite all of you into my house. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dave, finish your thought. I, I don't even remember the thought no. at this point. <laughs> I love the design on that one. It had something though. to do with toilets, though. About a round it, window it, it in my house. It had nothing to do with toilets. I would make it a stained glass design just like that. It's really cool. But again, this is that moment where the Emperor's like, you strange that I have not. Mm. You know, then you should go to the surface and find him. Mm-hmm. Well, I stare out the window and contemplate my navel. <laughs> I'm gonna give a shout out to Rise of Skywalker in the uh, in the Return of the Throne Room, all destroyed because we all recognize it as soon as it popped up that they oh, were in yeah. the throne room. It's that design on the window. It's the throne. It's yeah. the yeah the layout. Everything amazing. So good. Little control panels. That that yeah. throne room is a bit evocative of the bridge of the ship uh, that General Grievous had in Episode Three, where you had the the Sith confrontation between yeah Dooku. You had Palpatine sitting there as the Emperor. There, that's what I'm saying. Return of the Jedi, I think, has more resonance, particularly on the Luke storyline once that breaks up and we do the classic Lucas three stories going on that we're flipping back and forth between. If you've watched all that stuff on uh, Revenge of the Sith recently. And why nobody thought this was a trap at this moment, it's literally just raw meat stuck on a stick in the middle of the forest. Didn't need the forest to see that that was going to happen. I still don't understand how they sprung the trap. Mm. Right. Or what the animal is. It looks like a baboon's face on a baboon's ass. <laughs> I'm, and I'm also just saying, Luke is like, Han, can you reach my lightsaber? And that is just a, that's a dark moment when Luke is like, Han Solo, you've defeated a Tauntaun. Can you get my lightsaber and now defeat the net that has ensnared us? You'd think Luke could just use the Force or something and levitate them out of there. No, but so. R2 cuts one single link in the net on and the, the entire thing, thing flops open. Yeah. Well, which, which I also always felt like R2 just kind of saying, like, screw all you people. I'm 
getting us out of here in the most painful way possible. People are idiots. Ah. I'm doing this. Doesn't he have rockets on his feet, too? Yes. Yeah, they come out of his shoulders. That that might be the most glaring continuity error in all of Star Wars (laughs) from the prequel (laughs) trilogies. I mean, after the end of Episode 3 with the rise of the Empire and the fall of the Republic, I'm going to say there was probably a little bit of economic recession and the uh, rebels had to sell the rockets, you know. Mm. Now, for all you 3PO lovers out there, this is your moment. uh, Episode 4, Han, would have shot those little fuckers right there in the face. Every single one of them. No, No. he would have waited for them to shoot first, Greg. (laughs) Just Ewok wanton, Ewok murder. Oh, Oh, we actually... You know, for as much as this movie is, is detracted by us, Han Solo has some great lines in this film, and another one is about to come up. Yeah. Well, why don't you use your divine influence? <laughs> <laughs> All the Ewoks bowing to 3PO as if he's their master or their god. As we all should. Mm. Speaking Ewokies. What's the joke I sent you where uh, it was Mace Windu and Anakin Skywalker walking and Mace is all, hey, Anakin, I think you need to fix 3PO. He's malfunctioning. Really? What's wrong with him? I just left him. He seems fine. Oh, he keeps calling you master, and I don't recall you being one. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Why don't you use your divine influence and get us out of here? (laughs) Proper. Look at fucking Harrison Ford emoting this whole scene, too. So good. So over the fucking top. Yeah. If I had to bet on any human being being able to strangle a droid that does not breathe, I would bet on Han Solo. You know, because I think that's what he was going to do was reach out and just strangle 3PO with his bare hands. And, and, and this motherfucker who can't emote a single goddamn thing other than a grunt in any interview he ever gives. Like, he, he gives it all in his acting performances. He's, he's all eyebrows and, and fucking oh, yeah. and smirks. <laughs> There's a paycheck there. He shows up and yep. does the work. And then yep, the interview yep, yep. is just back to, <sighs> who cares? Who cares? Now, is it just me, or does the Ewok village get a little bit of a, a like a filter over it, a little vignette almost, a little misty? Uh, maybe on that opening shot where you saw the, like the wide shot of all the trees. It's to disguise the fact that they're really just sitting on the ground. They want you to make they're actually floating up in the in the sky. Oh, that's a cute little guy, little baby Ewok. Maybe, yeah, because I think it was a big matte painting, so that could have been mm. that could have been it. And you know what? To all the people who say that Disney just wants to sell toys to this, to, for, for the Star Wars franchise, that's why they create the Grogu's and all that other bullshit. Yeah. I present to you Ewoks. Right. <laughs> Nothing to do with Are Disney you saying at all. That Lucasfilm was trying to sell some toys or sell this to kids, Greg? <laughs> yeah. The dude was a visionary, saw it coming from minute one, and got all of the merchandising rights when the. When the movie theater thought, or when the movie company thought that that wasn't going to mean shit. Well, in in some fairness, the movie studio 
I'm pretty sure merchandising rights had pretty much amounted to shit up until Star Wars. Oh, sure. Mm. Yeah. They were totally fine signing over sequels. When do sequels ever get made? We'll give those back to you, George. <laughs> Toy rights? What the fuck? It's a couple of lunchboxes. Who cares? It'll be fine. That's right. Those motherfuckers didn't talk to Evil Knievel. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you have an Evil Evil Knievel lunchbox? Uh, who didn't have a stunt cycle? You had a stunt cycle. I'm sure you had a stunt cycle. You had a stunt cycle? I, I even had a stunt cycle, and I lived in the middle of flipping nowhere. <laughs> That's right. I, I didn't have. I didn't have. What was, what was Stretch Armstrong? Was that the guy? I had a Stretch Armstrong. You yeah. little bastard. <laughs> I didn't have a stunt cycle or a Stretch Armstrong. They I did not have those cycle. when you were a child, Nico. Otherwise, you would have had one. Look up the Evil Knievel stunt cycle, though. That thing was super badass. I've seen them. And I'm really sad my parents never got me one. Yeah. Wow. They did not make there them. A, there was a little bit of judging in that comment. That's why you ended up how They how did you not are. make them. Yeah, I blame them. Yep. The Force is just lifting rocks or recalcitrant droids. So here's a thought. Leia is not wearing the clothes that she was wearing when the Ewoks captured her. So that suggests right. that the Ewoks had clothes in her size, which is clearly much bigger than that of the of an Ewok, mm. just lying around to give to her. Which means that they must have killed and eaten another humanoid about Leia's size prior to Leia arriving in the village, right? Greg, Greg's laughing because he's seeing the logic of what uh, I'm laying out uh, here. Obviously, they have eaten another person-sized uh, being that is that is they have come in contact with. Mm. Unfortunately, that person did not have a gold droid with them. Or a force-wielding somebody to float that gold droid. Or they have a seamstress that worked really quickly and made her a dress. I, d I don't think it's like the Three Amigos, Steve. I don't think there was anybody <laughs> sewing like the wind. That's, that's <laughs> the Ewok superpower. That's what you don't <laughs> that's what you don't get. They all only wear head they diapers, sew like but they, sew they like can mother make. Mother but, <laughs> again... These are all little people wearing fur coats. They've made all those fur coats from uh, from other Wookiees. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. So here's a plot hole I never thought about, though. When they tied up Chewbacca, do we really think Chewbacca couldn't just break those little flipping ropes anytime that he wanted to? I mean, he literally rips people's arms out of their sockets. He's seeing them wearing the fur of his family. You think he's not terrified? I was going to, yeah. I, I, having seen it. how... Uh, Black Chrysanthemum acted in Book of Boba Fett. I think he would just get enraged. <laughs> Whatever his name is. <laughs> All right, I was always charmed by this scene when I was when I was a kid. So this was a three PO scene that you liked. I want to yes. pause pause on that for a second. I, I did, I did. I think it's it's cool. That he's telling this. This is C three PO is telling the story of what they've done. Sort of this exposition of the last two movies. So you know what it reminded me of as a kid. Mm. I don't know if you guys had this, but you could get these uh, record albums or tapes that were mm. the story of the movie, and they would have a book that you could look along with, and there was always a, an R2-D2 beeping noise. It was your cue to turn the page, mm. and mm. that's what it kind of reminded me of was those, those old school. That's a good call. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally betraying my age there by saying I, I think I had the Star Wars record, and I think I had an Empire Strikes Back tape, mm. and I was too old for that by the time it was Return of the Jedi. You're never too old to read, Dave. I think <laughs> as evidenced by the <laughs> amount of books Dave has in his place here. <laughs> there are libraries that don't We're have as many books library. as I do. 
By the way, I like the little reading corner. I really, I'm, I'm a little Thank jealous. You. Thank you. I've got my podcasting corner at the house, and I don't know if Lisa would stand for me taking over another corner. I don't. I don't think she would. But no, I like no it. offense to you, but, but it's cool. I like the chair. I like the light. Thank the you. Bookshelf I gotta, right I, next to it. I got to reorganize all this because the books are just yeah. all oh, all great. disorganized. Did you bring down like the ones that you're most likely to like? If you just want to sit and read for a little while, you're gonna grab something I, off the I, shelf, or how are you doing that? Honestly, I'm trying to put books down here that are are good for for discussion starters. Okay. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, hey, I see your presidential mm -hmm. library there, right there at uh, yeah. head level. If you're sitting next to it. Yeah. The entire Peanuts saga. Peanut saga, you got the Star Trek at the top, Star Wars, where are the Star Wars? Upstairs? Star Wars stuff is upstairs. Upstairs, yeah. okay. Because that's a little too on the nose. People, I think Star Wars is my brand. If you're coming over to my house, odds are you know I like Star Wars. Yeah. So I don't mm -hmm. need to hit you over the head with that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the library upstairs has different things in it that maybe, because people won't spend as much time upstairs, but if yeah. I have guests, they're down right. here and they see this stuff. Are we know, watching we gotta, the movie right now? we got to talk about this scene here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got to get back so to the here's, film. So here's one of the great continuity... Two-hour podcast. Sorry, Greg. We drifted off. Here, here's one of the great <laughs> continuity problems of the movies, right? Is Luke asks Leia, do you have any memories of your mother? Knowing that it's his mother also, and Leia's like, oh yeah, sure, I remember this, that, and the other thing. She's very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because Obi-Wan told her all that, right? Yeah, we have as that we're saying now. We have that speech mm -hmm. now, but that is that was a plot hole for for what nearly forty years yeah. hanging out there. But hey, throwback and get a connection. Good on them for pulling the lines from oh, this yeah. movie mm -hmm. here and putting them into Obi Wan. I know. Yep. Uh, Obi Obi Wan is a fantastically written show. And so, just for for the future, when we go back and listen to this recording years from now we just watched episode, episode five, five. We, are, we are awaiting the finale of episode Obi six of obi-wan kenobi yes of obi-wan kenobi part six excuse me part part yeah we just watched part five of what is currently it's the only season that we know of so although yeah. although ewan mcgregor has said he would be down for a second season and i would mm. just say i i think everybody is down for a second season it just has to be a good story yeah it cannot be airplane two it can't be break in two <laughs> You, you have to have a good story idea. Right. That, and, and that's the question. What about Jaws? Is, is how much story do you really have to tell? You know, I, I, I like the fact that we are going back and revisiting mm -hmm. him now. We're telling a little bit of a story there. I don't know how much more we have to tell. Well, we have to explain somehow how 10 years later after the end of Kenobi. He got Luke, so old? That he's hella old. And also that Leia doesn't remember him Luke. after she you know gets kidnapped and he saves her and is going around telling he's the one who tells her about her mother and and then when they meet in episode four it's like hey who's this old guy yeah they never actually meet in episode four who who does Leia and ben. ben that's correct right really? correct yeah oh is my brain that I really? mean, they they cross oh. paths, and then Le Leia as, runs into the Falcon as they're getting as ben on is. the Falcon as yeah. he's. Yep. So Luke just doing, informed yeah. Luke and Leia just confirmed here that uh, they are brother and sister. She said, and, Leia, and Leia takes that very well, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, she says she's always she knows she's always known. I and I don't and I and think that's a lie. A big old sloppy kisser on her as he's about right. to walk I, away. I, 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 oh, you could tell that was like on the cheek. Come on. No, but I'm just saying I've always known it's you. I'm like, really? Did you know it was your brother when you open mouth kissed him in the medical bay on Hoth? 
Uh, that was that had a purpose. That wasn't for Luke. That, that was, was for Han. That was anti-Han more than pro-Luke. Yes. I know. I'm just saying you, you, it's not Game of Thrones. You don't typically do that to your... You don't That's make that power point. move with your brother. Now, this is uh, ultimate jealous uh, Han yeah. here. I, I respect the power move, by the way. <laughs> oh, but you can tell Luke? Is you that who you tell, can tell? Tell me, but you can tell Luke. <laughs> ah. So I'm not going to lie. Walk I am looking away. forward to the Star Wars tie-in novel that's coming out in about a month, hmm. two months now. Uh, the Princess and the Scoundrel, which is a Han Solo Leia love story, which uh, it says to me it's a reimagining of the courtship of Princess Leia novel. Who's writing that one? I, I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. Okay. But Pretty sure Dave is. See, one thing I love about this movie is they also the Death Star, the Death Star Two perspectives. I'm just letting it go. <laughs> they they don't just show the Death Star from a single perspective. We've seen it in some skew angles. We're seeing it kind of from the bottom. We're seeing it from the top. But yeah. they they do more with it to show the the size and the scope of it. By the way, another uh, matte painting, Ralph McQuarrie, very kinda, famous kinda, matte painting there. Kind of similar to Rogue One, where they showed it floating upside down towards Jeddah, and we're all like, whoa. Right, and I mean that seriously. I'm not being. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I took yeah. it seriously. Yeah, it was kind of like, whoa, the yeah. Death Star is upside down or just different angle. So this was pretty. And this is a guy who's impressive. like he, he sees First his promotion in front of him. This Imperial officer right here, he is like, I am getting command of a starship after this. <laughs> right, hands over the lightsaber. Yes, pretending he doesn't know what the fuck it is. Right. <laughs> Hands off Luke to Vader, and now Luke and Vader alone. His chest finally. piece is a little crooked there. A little, little askew? Just me? What is this helmet? No, the chest, the chest piece. piece. Oh, the chest, chest piece. piece. Or is he just standing I with his shoulders he's, he's, at a weird angle? He's leaning. Yeah. I don't know why I noticed that. So if you poop in the suit... <laughs> you don't. Does it get recycled into something fun? It's like the it rancor. It just comes out whatever you ate. If you're Vader... <laughs> it's a little lonely in there, isn't it, Greg? <laughs> well, if you're Vader, you're probably getting just the nutrition you need directly into your bloodstream. Did his anus not. get melted shut on Mustafar? You're probably oh, not getting anything God. into your gut so that you make any fecal matter, I'm thinking. More, more importantly, though... It's just on an IV drip. Is there a dingus in the pee hole? <laughs> <laughs> And that, well, ladies and gentlemen, is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> I'm pretty so, sure I'm going to see Melted Anus at the uh, Orange County Fair this year. It'll, 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 it'll have been deep fried if you're seeing it at the Orange <laughs> County Fair. Luke and Vader having discussion mm -hmm. about Any the discussion? good side. 
of the man it that used to be Anakin Skywalker. Son. And Vader saying, you know, it's too late for me, it's too late for me, and yet still showing the old Anakin attachment, mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. That name no longer has any meaning for me, Anakin, but you are still Aunt, my son, mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker's son. I'm probably putting more thought into the analysis of this dialogue than the people who no, wrote it I did. Mean, but I don't, no, think, I don't so. think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I think, I mean, look at this scene. Now we have Vader coming over here, sort of Looking gazing out. off into the distance yeah. and, and wondering, doubting, Contemplating doubting all things. of his life, life choices. Yeah, the seeds have been planted. <laughs> now, there's a great reference here that has been confirmed by Filoni that one of these guys here is Commander Cody. I think the guy with the white beard in the yes. background. Yes. You just saw it over Han's shoulder. I think so. That's, him back that's what reminded me about so it. Yeah. The, we gotta, the, I got to locate it. Oh, there, there he is, is right yeah. there yeah. between Han and Chewie. The yeah. other thing we can confirm here is that Kathleen Kennedy got all these people together for the meeting at the log. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> back to that. huh? Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, Wait. I heard is the reason that the Ewoks top and bottom eyelids get to come together. <laughs> Do you think 3PO is jealous that the Ewoks get to blink and he doesn't? <laughs> All right, so again, yeah. Rebel Fleet, massing, got starfighters flying around. I was amped as a kid watching this. This shot right here, when the oh, Falcon yeah, comes no. up and flies and you see the, the underbelly. Yeah, Ooh. right there. Oh, I love that. Now, did either, now, who here had the Millennium Falcon toy or a model of the Millennium Falcon? I, I had, had one. I had the model. The, like the, what is it, My, Rydell or who's the company that made I, I, I forget, but I know yeah. they, there, was a modeling, there was a model contract as well for Star Wars ships and I had the model, but my so buddy Bob had the toy. Okay. Man. Yeah, I had the big toy play set where the removable top and the loading ramp that went down and had a little seat for the, the gunner and the, the windshield from the cockpit came off. All right, so you didn't have the, the bike, but you had the, the Millennium Falcon toy, so give him some credit. Actually, I think it was a hand-me-down from Greg's collection. That he had for himself. So did you have a Millennium Falcon toy, Greg? Oh, yeah, I did. I still have it. I still have Nico's too. I have, yeah, and see. and Kyler has the newer one that they put out the in two thousand or whatever it's one, called. The the super huge one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever make the two Millennium Falcons fight each other? They call that docking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know that for picking up one. what I was handing up there for you. Wasn't that big one like I don't know when it came out? You know, three hundred bucks or something. And I saw it. It was at one point on sale for like half that at one fifty, and I still couldn't pull the trigger. I'm like, yeah, oh we, man, I want that. Uh, I don't know that we spent three hundred bucks on it, but we def- it was definitely spent well over a hundred bucks for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When when that they get that cool, big, the yeah, really the problem is where do you put it? Yeah, that right. that that's the thing. Right? Is it is it? It's yeah. you know the storage of that thing is. That's why I never bought one of the really large adats um, because yeah. I have, I do have an adat toy from from nineteen eighty. Um, Nico has one you from 1997, eight ish. Yeah. Um, and then they put out another one in the mid 2000s that was even larger. But yeah, it's just a matter of where do you put it? Where does it go? And there's it, it, just no room for it. So I've been tempted. Scott has it, of course. Of course, it will. <laughs> Scott in, probably in has five in his garage. Ranch Obi Wan South. I've been tempted a couple times by the Lego Millennium Falcon. But that's the problem. Same. Like once Same. we build that thing, yeah. where do you put it? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that and and the ad at again, the Lego ad at the the it, deluxe edition ad at that they put out that's eight hundred dollars, same thing. Right. I would love to buy it. I have absolutely no place to put it. Right. I don't even want to keep it. I just want to build it. Right. So if I you're a listener out charity. there and and you want to buy yourself a giant Lego ad at and you don't have the time to build it, let us know. I'll come and build it for you and you can just keep it. I just want to play with it. All right, we've got our heroes into the Imperial base. Yeah, and we and we've now divided the movie into the classic Lucas storytelling thing that he likes to do. We've got a story on the Death Star we're following, we've got the fleet that we're following story attacking the Death Star, and we've got the group on the ground that we're following. Right. Of course, the best line in all of the Star Wars movies is coming up here. Um uh, I'm going to I'll I'll give it quasi spoiler. It'll be on the planet of Endor. <laughs> guess what it is oh yes i know where you're going with that i appreciate you and so so this except for luke to the emperor yeah this except for the back i'm sure which is a matte painting but all a practical set there how how fun must it have been to be on that set right oh hell yeah incredible I mean, not only just, of of course, for the actors, but, you know, for the for the artists, for Mm -hmm. everyone involved in the in making the movie. I'm sure they were just, you know, thrilled to be there and all the kids. And I'd love to see some of the like, you know, shots that candids that people took on that. set. I'm sure they exist. Such a cool set. You're gravely mistaken. I love how confident they wrote the Emperor's part here. Right up until the end, he's, you know. My little green friend. Ooh, that's pretty good. Actually, I think I think Dave does a really good Emperor. I was, I've been <laughs> impressed with Dave, Dave's uh, Palpatine. Ah, uh, yes, late. a Jedi's weapon, because the Sith don't use lightsabers. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> I was finishing my pizza there. That's okay. I got it. I polished mine, man. That thing that was good. Ate the whole thing. I was gonna say the four K really shows the bad focus on the blue screen there behind the emperor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your faith in your friends is yours. <laughs> Strong. My son. Again with the attachment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's epic. Shot and of I, uh, the Emperor sitting in the throne with the starscape behind him. It's just so good. And, and again, just talking about the attachment theme, mm-hmm. if you go into the, the Marvel Comics Star Wars that are now considered canon, they do have a storyline where Vader learns the identity of the pilot who destroyed the Death Star mm. and it's named Skywalker and just that moment of realization it's a Skywalker the age is right mm. and he suddenly realizes the Emperor has not been honest with him 
it's the beginning of a crack. It's that, uh. that the seed of doubt being yeah. planted. The, be- the beginning of a crack. Wait, is your line coming up here, Greg? Getting close. They're getting close. Here they yeah. come. Here we go. Oh, my. I didn't know you liked 3PO's line there. Not yet. Wait for it. Wait for it. Freeze. Ah! Wilhelm scream. Here it is. You rebel scum. You rebel scum. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. But how can they jam us if they don't know we're coming? Lando and the fleet shows up and... Oops. So I thought Admiral Akbar was really creepy looking when I first saw this movie. Yeah, I was I remember being thrown off by how his mouth moves yeah. as a kid. I just it didn't seem real to me, but now I'm more used to it. Now it's like, oh, that's just how Mon Calmarians talk. <laughs> and I didn't understand B-wing fighters when I saw this movie as a kid, but then later when I played the uh, X-wing Starfighter game where you eventually get to fly a B-Wing fighter. Mm-hmm. I, I was like Will Smith in Independence Day. I was like, ooh, i got to get me one of these. <laughs> yeah, the cockpit rotates, and the wing, or like the wings kind of rotate around the cockpit of the mm-hmm. B-Wing, right? It's a trap! Mm-hmm. Another great line. Much repeated. Yeah, it's a trap. I have a bad feeling about this. I so, know. You rebel scum. So let, let's also pause for a second here to no. talk about the advancement in special effects that were done, right? Because the original Star Wars in 77 was revolutionary, and I think they could maybe have two to three ships in the frame at the same time, and that was where they were maxed out. And now by the time we get here to Return of the Jedi... Six years later. Six years later, yeah. even in a despecialized edition... I think you're at 12 to 15 ships in frame at a time. Yeah. That's some real fleet action, you know, sequencing yeah. going on. That's, yeah, now, oh, yeah. That's now, not... now you're, yeah. Now you're getting to real full-scale dogfights yep. as opposed to just like Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Mm-hmm. Which Snoopy versus Red Baron in episode four was pretty mind-blowing, Yeah, by it the was, way. So it was completely mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. Lucas famously said, well, not famously, but I remember reading an interview with him where he said, I've only jumped up and down on special effects shots twice in my life. The first was on the dogfighting sequences in Star Wars, and the second time was when I saw the uh, the animation blend with live action in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, wow. And he was like, they're in there. They're really in there. (laughs) Now, again, an ode to your television here. We just saw Luke gazing out and watching the battle, and you can see the little ships. Mm Mm-hmm. The small fighters flying around the big ship. That's incredible. Yeah, you can almost wow. start to see the little tremors in the lightsaber, too. Mm. At, uh, at, pal- at Sheaves Palps. Sheaves Palps. Sheaves. And that is, that is actually a fair continuity question. Why doesn't he whip out his lightsaber? For any of this. For any of this. Because he used it in the Clone Wars. He used it in Episode 3. Uh, he doesn't need it. He, he had his apprentice fighting for him. He in, was so confident. Here, yeah. he didn't have his apprentice fighting for him and he needed to turn you know Anakin over to his side so right 
So this is the equivalent of Vader fighting Luke one-handed for a while in Empire Strikes yeah, Back, just yeah. overconfident. And exactly. Okay. You rebel scum. <laughs> Repeat the line. Anytime anybody says freeze, you rebel scum. Well, this has been t- discussed and, and debated and talked about many, many times on our show and on many other shows. But if you had 100 Ewoks <laughs> right. versus 10 Stormtroopers, who would win? Uh, it's not 10. Uh, would, you rather, would you rather face 100 angry, normal-sized chickens... Or one <laughs> extremely large pissed off chicken. <laughs> well, in this case, you've got a hundred Ewoks and Chewy, so yes, you're getting both. So this is, I have read. I don't know how true this is, but I have read this is almost a bit of Lucas's meditation on the Vietnam War because mm. he was originally in line to direct Apocalypse Now. And then opted out to do either American Graffiti or Star Wars. I honestly forget which. But the idea of an indigenous people underpowered compared to the invading force successfully defending and defeating that superior invading force, that was something that we saw in the Vietnam War Mm -hmm. against America. And this is, it has been said that this is a, a drawn from that experience. You see that stormtrooper just fucking pitch that Ewok, just <laughs> literally <laughs> threw him to the ground. Trying well, to have a serious meditation over well, here, what's Greg. Great about you're dwarf what, tossing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've read that also, Dave, and uh, I, I've my recollection was that it's it was more of his entire take on Star Wars was um, sort of his. Um, his his own protest of everything that happened in the 60s and in the 70s and with corporate takeovers and behemoths, um, corporations, you know, run, trying to run the world and, and evildoers trying to run the world and the little guy pushing back. And that was, that was the essence of Star Wars to Lucas. But I didn't hear specifically about this battle, but that's interesting because it's exactly what's shown on screen. It's a great analogy. I would go out and search. I think I think it's on YouTube. Look up Hearts of Darkness, the making of Apocalypse Now. It mm. was f- using footage that was shot by Eleanor Coppola as they were filming uh, Apocalypse Now in uh, in the Philippines. And they have interviews with George Lucas and all these people talking about those early days of what they were planning. And it's just like Dave says. He was supposed mm. to direct it. And they were going to direct it in Vietnam during the war is what they were oh planning on doing. It's kind of a crazy, a crazy story. Right mm. Yeah, Hearts of Darkness, The Making of Apocalypse. That's now. on YouTube now? I remember when that came out. I think I, I think you can... F- I don't know that it's like legit like to be seen, but I think it's there on YouTube. Gotcha. Uh, because it's long out of print. Yeah, it's a movie that was on Showtime like 25 years ago, probably. But yeah, it's a really, really fascinating documentary. I bought Apocalypse Now for four ninety nine on iTunes last year <laughs> on sale. The Redux version or the regular uh, version? Re- remade version. I don't think it was the original version. Well, the yeah. re- the Redux has all the added scenes. Yeah, it's, it's with the out. The There's the scene in, in yeah. that in the French village that's really just weird. Wow. Yeah. You know, back to 
Ewoks fighting stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, in the latest Star Wars Battlefront 2 game, there is an Ewoks versus stormtroopers mode. <laughs> and it's like a horror game. <laughs> when you play as the stormtroopers, you are outnumbered. Your field of like your your uh, FOV, your field of view is way down. You have no idea what's going on. And then there's just dozens, you know, I think the teams are skewed like uh. three to one. And like, yes, you have lasers and armor and whatever, but you're heavily outnumbered. You have no idea what's going on. You can't see anything. That blast yeah. came from the Death Star. It's pretty fun. But that's awesome. We won't get another chance at this, Admiral. Your taste buds can't repel flavor of that magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think you guys are going to have to do a conversation between the Emperor <laughs> and Akbar because that's pretty good. <laughs> that was shockingly good. That right? was really strong. Seth, say that's one of my <laughs> favorite skits from Robot Chicken is Admiral <laughs> Akbar. <laughs> Pimping the cere- breakfast cereal Akbar O's. <laughs> the one thing about this, the, the stormtroopers on on uh, in the scene is they go down so easily. Like Han throws them against the tree, and, oh, and then they they pass out. You know. And is it just me, or is there it's like so a funny. little squeal every time they get hit with something, and they like squeal just a little bit? I don't. I never noticed that before. Is that a thing? I think it's a thing. I have to go back and listen. We have the sound like way down here. Tonight, They're like so lobsters, yeah. Greg. When they expire, there's just a little bit of pressure so, that comes so out of the, the shell. Greg, you're probably biased, but who do you think is a better shot, Han or Leia? Because Leia, Leia has showed some skills here in this movie. Um. Yeah. I. I. I think she's very capable with a weapon. Absolutely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to go up against her, but oh, I think no. Han is probably the better shot. Here's the tragic Ewok death. No, my friend, no. You will not get up, no. Man, that force is kind of smell terrible right now. Just burnt Roasted hair. Yeah. Just we burnt passed hair. over it, but the, the, one, the one trap where they that the, the Ewoks lay, where they take the two logs and like smack into the, they, they both yes. hit concurrently and smack that to crush the head of that the ATST, ATST, just yeah, flat is is just a great. <laughs> just genius. There's, there's two pilots sitting in that thing it, too. That's got to be horrible. In it the smells inside. like burnt dog hair up here. Oh no, Venkman, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Your fleet is lost, and your friends on the Ender Moon will not survive. <laughs> Are we on pirates now? <laughs> Glad you got that. Thank All right, you very say, much. Say some of these lines as Akbar. <coughs> <laughs> will not survive as will your friends. Say that as Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just do that. I know. I want you. I can feel your anger. (laughs) (laughs) Strike me down with all of (laughs) you. That's 
good. Do, do you like his makeup better in this scene? Whoever was complaining about that earlier? That <laughs> Are me. we talking about Luke? Uh, it is better now. It is better now. Um, uh, I'm assuming you're uh, maybe Luke's. I don't know, but I'm assuming you're talking about the. That's, oh the, no, we're talking about that the smile Alps. on the empire under the cross sabers <laughs> is always just so oh, creepy. Yeah. It's it like is. it's like a prom photo smile. Is what it is. <laughs> Worst prom ever. <laughs> Uh, this is great. I love when Chewie takes the ATS. I mean, truthfully, so Emperor, good. Vader, Luke, that is the worst love triangle ever <laughs> in cinema. Again, <laughs> being picky. No, but. The Tarzan yell? Yeah. These poor fools. Yeah. Ah, I love the feet. Here, open just the hatch that no there. one can get in and let them in. Right. Don't let the Ewoks drive. You son of a bitch. Inconceivable. You know, Dave, you keep saying this, but I don't think it means what you think it means. Dave misusing the word? Inconceivable that Dave would misuse the word. Bam. Kabloom. Yahoo. Ewok destruction going on. Do you think, uh, given the chance, after seeing what he did with the Porgs, that Chewie would roast an Ewok? Oh, 1,000%. In, in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. I They're about to eat him. He's just plot for ways to eat those little say, I think there's no, there's no love lost here with, with I will Chewie and the Ewoks. all the money in my savings account on Chewie. Tasty, tasty oh, morsels. Yeah. On Chewy chewing on some Ewok. Now is Chewy chewing on Chewy Ewok? <laughs> All right, what you? Well, de de depends on how long nice. he cooks it. Really, if it's chewy or if it's tough. Is that fair? Fair enough. Okay. Oh, this well, is this is it here. Yeah. There we go. This here, is, yeah, this here. Is it. Bam! Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> what are the horrible. chances? What a horrible death. That it walks down between those two trees. Stops right between those two logs. About the same as this poor schmo driving the scout walker right in the path of all those logs that were stacked up and ready to roll down the hill and trip it up. It's a really small forest. Oops. Really small forest on a very big forest moon. That's no moon. <laughs> Go on without me. You rebel scum. Oh, and here we get. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to shoot them both. I know. Uh, I know. I wonder if Han of uh, Harrison Ford got any writing credit for that line in this movie. Probably not. Probably not. ATST walks up yep. and it's Chewy. I love that you can actually see the Ewok face in the front window. There's just a creepy little smile. Yeah. Again, I don't think I've, I've seen that before. Much more aggressive Luke fighting in this uh, in this one. Yeah. Kicks Vader right. off of the stairs, and he flips down there. Yeah, he's lean letting go of his his anger. No, yeah. he's a, a, feeding a into very, his anger. A very aggressive Luke, and Vader is also fighting with the two-handed pose yeah. right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And does and doesn't that moment just feel like 
in grade school or junior high, the bully who's using the same taunt on you that he's used it like five or six times and it just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> right? right. You're, you're like numb to it now. Now, we have the sound turned down here, but isn't this where like Vader's breathing is really labored now? He's starting yeah. to struggle a little bit, I think. I mean, at this point, Vader's no spring chicken. Yeah. You know, he's got some years on him. And uh, I don't think at this point he's had to work this hard for anything. Well, the other thing is, is. Right. his limbs are mostly bionic at this point, right? So are those, oh, yeah. do those things have like a 10,000 mile, 100,000 well, mile checkup or 200,000 mile you, checkup or you, change out that they're supposed to go to through? Think of where those bionics are. They're right. below the elbow and they're below the knee. Yeah. So his joints his joints are still, you know, his biological joints are still the ones that are working hard. So I I personally like the theory that says that it he uses so much force energy keeping himself going in the suit, he has to re strengthen re-energize or re-strengthen himself in the back to tank. So the longer he spends in the suit, the weaker he becomes. And so all the times you see him at his most strongest are like right when he's come out of the back, the back to tank. So Okay, right. that's fair enough. That's, the, that's that. the theory yeah. I like to, I, I, I believe in, because it, it, it gives credence to why is Vader stronger at some points than others, you know? Sort of like your most awake or most um, <laughs> alert when yeah. you wake up. Yeah, right? so exactly. Mornings, yeah. Spoiler alert, I am not at my most alert when I wake up in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> I need like two or three hours and at mm. least that many cups of coffee. Yeah, no doubt. You're obviously Han Solo. I can see through your terrible disguise there, sir. We're not opening this door. Uh, that guy is also seeing his promotion in the Imperial fleet. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, is Hux there? Uh, can I see General Hux? <laughs> yeah, pasty guy. Uh, <laughs> your mom called. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I hated that so much. <laughs> Sorry, I gotcha. I have come to terms with it, though. I've come to terms with that film. <laughs> so I, I read a description of it that talked about it as the most complex Star Wars film that's been done. Mm -hmm. And I, I had not thought of it that way, mm -hmm. but I, I would hope even the detractors would agree mm -hmm. it is the most complex story that's told in one of the films. We can argue over whether it successfully executed its complex story or not. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah. It, it's the yeah. one that makes the audience work the most. Well, you know what, Dave? True. If I throw together true. 743 letters, I can say that I've written the world's longest word, but it doesn't fucking mean anything. N Nico's kind of just driving right over the speed bump of my point. There, <laughs> right? It's all right, Greg. This is the side of the couch that's Le correct about the last well, Jedi. Leave him alone. He's rolling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> To be discussed later, but I watched Looper recently and was reminded about what a brilliant filmmaker Ryan Johnson is. Yeah. Um, As compared to Colin Trevorrow, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm still surprised Scott didn't like Knives Out. That is a little shocking. Uh, I yeah. think, I wonder if he's being honest about that. <laughs> How could he not like super, that Super, super angry Luke, giving into his hate. Yes. Just swinging yes. the lightsaber wildly, and Vader, shockingly, not being able to press the advantage because usually when your opponent goes on tilt, right, <laughs> that's when you get the win. Well, this is now Luke. Luke just uh, or Vader just you know said, "Ooh, perhaps if you don't turn, your I, sister will." I know, so Vader's just, Luke is, Vader's like fully defensive here. 
Oh, yeah. Well, as long as Luke hangs on to his lightsaber and doesn't throw it away like a complete moron, things will be just fine. <laughs> right. He's about to win. Movie's over. Mm-hmm. In a second. Oh. Oh. Now I've taken your hand. I've chopped many, off your uh, hand for the second time. chopped off. So Fuck. Does that remind you of when <laughs> Obi-Wan did it? How many lightsabers has Anakin lost now at this point? All of them. Yeah, the, the lightsaber is clearly not his life. Yeah. He would never now just throw away. Wipe his that drool off your bottom lip. <laughs> the last, the last <laughs> Jedi is garbage. Drool. Luke would never throw away his lightsaber, guys. Yes, that's he's important always, to remember. He's always Luke got it. Never throw it away. Hundred percent by his side, all the time. Super important. Never goes away. Most important possession is in, in his entire life is his <laughs> lightsaber, which will always be by his side, one hundred percent of the time. Oops. <laughs> I'm a Jedi Like my father before me Yeah just like your father You both don't have a fucking lightsaber anymore Congratulations <laughs> You one handed Jedi bastard So be it So be it Jedi Oh man But if only Anakin could tell Luke right there that as the emperor is coming down those stairs, he has a high ground. <laughs> Anakin's behind him. Luke, he's got the high ground. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. Don't do it, Luke. He's got the high ground. <laughs> All right, shields are down. Rebel feet. This rebel fleet prepares to attack. You know, you, you needed to do something different than the trench than the trench run, and yeah, this is so. a really cool sequence in it here. Is. By yes. the way, have you guys seen uh, Top Gun Maverick yet? No. Yes. No. Okay, then I will save my comment for another time. I, I understand there is a trench run in the to- in Top Gun Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> all, all, all I'm going to say is that is one of the best Star Wars sequences <laughs> I have seen in the last twenty years. <laughs> And I did yell. I did. I did had to bite my lip to keep from yelling in the theater when I saw it. Be just like Beggars Canyon back home. <laughs> First time we've seen force lightning. How badass was the force lightning? Oh, yeah. though? And I, I think it was always in the special and always in the normal edition. The, the little hints at Luke's skeleton underneath there. Yeah. Yeah. That I was always that. there, right? Yeah, such a badass look, and just how nicked and scarred Vader's armor is at this point, even before he does his final turn. Like, look at how he right. was pristine before this fight, and that is the most damage we have seen Vader's armor—the most scuffed up. He 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 is in scruffy-looking nerf herder mode right now, and I'm assuming that's from the battle with Luke that yeah. just transpired. Yeah. he hasn't been fighting anybody else. Yeah, he's jacked up. Yeah, he is. You will die. Ah. No. That little added, power zoom. Added uh, for the special edition, right? That little power zoom in on Vader right, right. there as he kind of reaches his decision moment. What's your take? No. On the, what's your take on the on the added nose as as uh, Vader tosses palps over the railing here? I think they could have done it with just one. Yeah, you don't mind? Oh, there's the, the additional. Was that skeleton on Vader? Was that added in special edition or was that there from the beginning? I think that was added in. I could be wrong, but I think that was added in. 
I always remembered it being there, but I also my first introduction was the special edition. So, mm. okay, back to the nose because that was pretty controversial. What what did you guys mind those it, being it, added in or it it doesn't seem take? that controversial now, does it? <laughs> no, I didn't mind it. I never really minded it. Um, no, I, I just found I it. It's, it's not offensive, but I didn't find it unnecessary. Yeah, like I think the 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 bigger, um, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, the. the, the the bigger thing that they that they overlooked was was replacing Sebastian Shaw with um, Hayden Christensen. I think that's a mm. bigger a bigger mistake. Mm-hmm. Isn't Sebastian Shaw the Black King in the Uncanny X Men? Well, what's the guy's name? Sebastian. What's the, what's the actor's name? It's not well, Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. No, Sebastian Stan is the guy from Captain America. Right. I thought that's who you were talking about. No, Sebastian Shaw is the. I was talking about Vader. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Actor no, that plays Vader. Seba- I think Sebastian Shaw is Vader. the actor who plays him, but isn't that also the name of the X Men villain, the Black oh. King from the Hellfire Club? In is the it Uncanny Sebastian X-Men? Shaw? You might be right. Hmm. You might be right. Okay. Ah. Uh. Or you might be crazy. Did they replace Obi Wan with Ewan McGregor, <laughs> Sir Alec? Guinness no, it's still with... Alec Guinness. Well, remember, we don't want to recast the legacy roles. <laughs> <laughs> Coming next week. I'm such a dick. <laughs> Part six of Obi Wan Kenobi. And I just, I just don't buy that. Like, well, this was the last time he was Anakin Skywalker because Luke just turned him back to fucking Anakin Skywalker yeah, right yeah. here. Exactly. Right, yeah. That exactly. I, I understand. I mean, I understand point. why they decided to do it, but I think it was a very bad decision. Yeah. Yeah. I understand all the temptation, all the thought, and all the oh, let's do this. And this that, and th- I, I love this as the A wing comes crashing into the yeah. onto the bridge here. This yeah. this is just amazing. Everybody just running for cover Great. and just like oh fuck, we're dead. <laughs> no shields. Yep. Kamikaze. Not a real, actually, not a kamikaze, but that is such a dope-looking ship. Yeah. Say, say the line, Greg. Concentrate all firepower on that super star destroyer. <laughs> Concentrate all firepower on that super star destroyer. You just, you're just talking like you have cotton balls in your mouth. <laughs> you have to sound like you're a really fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> So let's just, I know everybody's running for their life on the Death Star right now because shit's going south real fast and it's every man for themselves. But you'd think, you'd think people would notice the hey, non-imperial Vader. person dragging Vader through the halls. He's yeah. dressed Death all Star. in black though. He looks evil. He's dressed or all in black. Or even still, somebody would recognize Vader and be like, oh shit, maybe I should help out my boss. Or, right. or conversely like, oh shit, I should run faster for the lifeboat. If Vader's down, I ain't sticking around to see what happens next. Can't he carry him with the Force? Or don't they have those little floaty That's beds like they works, like right? they had? That's not how the Force works. Yeah, the Force is not like moving rocks. No, wait. Damn it. Uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, you can't. This just is lift pretty amazing. Three, you can't the, lift people. Yeah, up I, the whole, I, I don't the whole, whole, the whole reveal of Vader. Yeah, I don't think I was breathing cool. in the theaters when they did this. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Talk about a breathless moment. This is it, and there's. There's our guy, Sebastian Shaw. I actually remember being a little disappointed. I yeah, thought he was going to be more nicked up than that. I mean, he's had years of back to therapy. Yeah. Look at the back of his head, though, just chunked out. Right. Leave me! Yeah. 
yeah, this was so incredibly moving in the theater to see this for the first time. Just holy crap, we're taking Vader's helmet off. Incredible. And he's always just been this menacing figure, and it's just he's just this little old right. man. It's like pulling the curtain back, and you see Oz. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was always more interested in how the helmet looked on the inside. All the mm. wires and gadgets mm. and his little yeah, y- yeah, right. microphones. The breathing, the and breathing, breathing apparatus, apparatus kind of going up to the nose yeah. as yeah. opposed to just through the mouth. Hey, uh, how about getting off that ship there? So originally, this was this was it for Vader, though. This was the original plan, that this sequence here was Luke saying goodbye to Vader. Mm. The, the later scene that happens on the surface of Endor, that was... With that was fire, a, you mean? Yeah, that yeah. was a pickup after they had hmm. concluded filming. They added that in. The well, just like I've already seen one of these things uh, blow a gold leader, I'm getting out of here before you are, trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the reveal of the melted helmet in Episode 7, though, is still one of the most stunning yep. reveals for me of the whole sequel trilogy i love that which they are selling the melted helmet at disneyland now in in batu on galaxy's edge you can buy the melted helmet vader that that reveal in the trailer was just chilling and brilliant yeah again luke flying at shuttlecraft for the first time successfully out of an exploding space station it's just like beggar's canyon back home boys (laughs) oh sorry dude we just lost a TIE fighter. So when you were watching this as a kid, did you think the Millennium Falcon was going to blow up here, or did you think he was going to make it? Were you were you in doubt as a 13-year-old watching as movie? As a 13-year-old, no, I was not in doubt. But I think, I, I you know, the rumor is that that was the original plan, that somebody had to die. So I think that was Kasdan's plan all along, is he wanted to lose somebody. He felt one of the heroes had to go. Mm-hmm. But George Lucas overrode him. Well, that's what Harrison Ford thought. Harrison Ford thought that Han Solo should die at the end of Empire. You got to create stakes. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't. You know, I don't think I would be opposed to that thought. You know, Mm -hmm. because ultimately there are no stakes for any of the heroes. I mean, the the only heroes that die, they die of old age. Right, and that was that was what was refreshing for a long time about Game of Thrones. Right, Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones established very early on throughout the first season. Everybody here is at risk. Yeah. Anybody on the any if your name is on the opening credits, you are at risk. Yeah. Yep. Here we have Han and Leia back on Endor. And she's explaining, oh no. God, she's you're such a pussy. Of course I love him, but it's not like that at all. You're such a pussy. Huh? Now Han's Brother. thinking back to the medical frigate, like, wait, what the yeah. fuck? What the fuck is up with this family, right? <laughs> <laughs> you kiss your brother with that mouth? <laughs> Do you have another yes, sister? I did. Does Han know that Vader is the father? Not yet, no. Of Luke and Han? Not yet, no. Okay. When Leia he, knows. When does, yeah, but when, when, does, when does Han find out? Uh, I think in canon now, I think that's in the, the first Aftermath book. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this sequence here, this was added in after they were done shooting, and this is actually shot on Skywalker Ranch. No kidding. Oh. No, I wish I was, okay. but no. Well, that's this cool. is Yeah, notice how close and tight it all is. You don't see a lot of the background. A generic tree in the back. Yeah. 
dark with the fire up front so you can't really see anything behind. So you could say, you guys said Such that, an iconic oh, shot right there. He didn't, sure. you know, oh, Anakin didn't disappear. Fire. He didn't go away. That could just be the suit that they're burning symbolically with Anakin's body out. We saw him die. Could the body's still there. And the body stayed yeah, around. Yeah, but, but, uh, but special edition crap here. Oh, fucking. Right. Celebrating Celebration the Celebrations around the universe. Yeah, yeah we've got Cloud City. Mos Eisley. Mos Eisley Spaceport. There's a T-16 Skyhopper right there. Yeah. And Naboo. Theed. Or Naboo. Yeah, Naboo. Theed, the city yeah, of Theed. Yeah, the, the capital Do city. Do you hear Theed. the people sing, singing songs? And then Coruscant. Coruscant. Yeah. Coruscant. Of Coruscant. <laughs> and, and then the oh. Osama bin Laden How moment. Not the Osama, the, uh, the, the Saddam Hussein moment with them tearing the statue down. You're right, welcome. but this was done before, um, before that happened. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But that was my thought when I saw the Saddam Hussein statue come down. I was like, oh, shit, just like in the just, Star Wars just, movie. Just like Return of the Jedi. Now, is it just me, or did that statue look kind of ha like the way the Emperor did, or I guess Senator Palpatine did in the Clone Wars? It, it, it looked like the Clone, Clone Wars animated yeah. model. Yeah. So, uh, need a need a Star Wars choices here, guys. Star yeah, Wars choices. Here. Yeah. The uh, the song, the new agey kind of world music song we have here, or the previous version, the Fraggle Rock version. Fraggle so rock. the oh, the the Yub Yub Fraggle Rock or the yeah. Enya yep, New World. Yeah. I'm going Fraggle Rock. Steve. Hundred percent Fraggle Rock. Nico. Uh yes. Okay, yep, we're yep. we're, we're going to be four, 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 four for four yub nubs is what we're going to be. Yep. So I think you can find a translation of that online, actually. So oh, can about, you? Yeah, yeah I've we, seen it. We yep. got the freedom or something like that. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We built this city? Yes. <laughs> As we wind down here, we got partying. We've got Han and, and Yes, all, our, all our heroes are back together. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's shaking hands. Owen McGregor's uncle. Touching and, toes. And, <laughs> and I will say that's something I like about the Disney canon of oh, Star Wars oh, now is, is that is that it didn't just end here, right? There's still a bunch of Empire out there to deal with. And Hayden Christensen. And Hayden appears as the schmuck. Uh, fourth, fourth ghost. Schmuck. Is it just me, or does he look really old in Kenobi in those flashback he looks sequences? A lot older. Well, they de-aged him, but you know, it's it's. But he they, still they, looks old. The did they? <laughs> it's the eyes. Only a little it's bit. It's the eyes. He's got he's got Directed some. By the great Richard Marquand. Rest I, in peace. And and I love how they. I do love how they close on a just a, a, a shot of the whole cast there i mean yeah. it's it's yeah. you know the holy trinity very classic such Star a great Wars. well yeah. all of them not just you know because lando's in there too and and just it's good to see them all in one big shot mm -hmm. like that a throwback to the to, of course to a new hope the the sarah the, the, the award ceremony the medal ceremony in a new hope yeah. but you know this was the capper this was all we're gonna have for yeah. many 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 years was just this Anthony Daniels a C three PO. There you go, wow. Steve. That rat Who bastard. Yep. Sebastian Shaw. Thank you. Thank you. Ian McDermott. Steve's met him. Frank Oz. We, exchange, we exchanged glances, and I walked out and paid him one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> exchanged glances money. through a panel. <laughs> Man, that was it's like brutal. going to a bank teller. Brutal. <laughs> or, or who you also give one hundred fifty dollars or an to. old school strip club. <laughs> or an old school. All right, I do have a do have a, so, another. So you've had uh, the exact <laughs> same erection, actually. That's why I went to the old school strip. <laughs> I do have do have another uh, impromptu Star Wars choices here. This one from Chris Evans, who oh, okay. right. messaged 
uh, following the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi part five and knowing that we were doing this tonight, he messages... Uh, Great Ben Burt on sound design. Oh, no. Ben Burt, my hero. Just all these he, names. You got Phil Tippett, you got Ben Burt, you got John Williams, you got Lawrence Kasdan. Kenny Baker. Listed a supporting cast in this. That's interesting. I don't think I ever noticed that before. Bib Fortuna. Uh, Chris writes, I'm unable to figure out how Vader will get thrown off Luke slash Tatooine. This is uh, referring to part five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we'll have another fight with Vader face to face. It's amazing how such a malevolently powerful Sith Lord can never finish his opponent. Okay, so how many times have we seen that black mask standing there almost perplexed at the escape of his enemy? You have to admit he is either inept or he doesn't have the will heart to kill anyone of value. So here's your next Star Wars choices. Vader, fuck up or not fully committed? I'm going to say a little of column A and a little of column B. Yeah. I'm going to say not committed to killing, not committed to killing him. Yeah. Nico? I'm going to say that he's just fucking lazy. <laughs> not committed. Yeah, I'm going to. It's gonna, true. He did get some promotions he didn't deserve. So how does he, he, he upwards? He, he handed out. He <laughs> handed Vader, out. The ultimate upwards fail. He handed out some promotions. He's just he doesn't know how to delegate correctly. He he pays he does, untrustworthy people. He does not use progressive discipline at all in the workforce. <laughs> oh, hell no. Escalates straight to death. Yeah. He, he lost all of his limbs in a fight to Obi-Wan and then became the second most powerful Sith in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Task failed successfully. I mean, in his defense, he only lost three of them. He did have one. Um, yeah, I, my my take on this was that you know his attachments get in his way. He gets in his own way. He can't seem to finish anything off because he wants to get over on people. So yeah, I'm I'm in your camp with his. Uh, he's just inept. His need for victory. Gonna Always say they, prevents him from succeeding. That's what they. Oh. That's exactly what they said in part Boom. five. Well, hey, this has been a lot of fun. We're gonna wrap this up, guys. Thanks for doing this. But with the credits me aren't over yet. So with me, yeah. we're gonna make our way out through all the credits. Are we? Sure. We'll be here <laughs> for another twenty minutes. I want to talk more about choreographer Kill- Gillian Gregory. Lenny Fike was in charge of location. Uh, he was the contact for locations. I love uh, with researcher Deborah Fine. Yeah, Deborah uh, Fine. Look at Joe Johnson research. getting credit for art director. Joe freaking Johnson. Yeah, fucking yep. The great Joe Johnson. Yes. Uh, directed Captain America: First Avenger. I know. I was excited about that when I, I was. He was I that. was as well. Because I love the Rocketeer. Rocketeer is an amazing movie. Very underrated. Matt painting artist Chris Evans. God, Chris Chris does everything. Jeez. Really been around. He's Captain America. He teaches college. He's got a podcast. And he's a mat and he's a he's a map painter as well. Yeah. Chris. Why are you holding that on this? Busy guy. David Hanks. Well, you know what's gonna take forever is when we get to the CGI artists. (laughs) Sunrise film. Negative cutter. cutter, Okay. Yeah. You had to have a better attitude to be the positive cutter. <laughs> the Ewoks. The Ewok, these the some of these of people Ewoks, have some pretty big crap. names. JJ Jackson, former MTV VJ. True. Mm. Was an Ewok. The mime artists. And now we're into the special edition credits. Producer Rick McCallum. Rick, oh, whatever happened to that dude? I don't know. But I, I I'm pretty Scott sure got him fired. I'm pretty sure he's the guy who told the story about he saved one of the the comment cards from a preview screening of Star Wars. 
that was uh, worst science fiction movie since Godzilla versus the Small Monster. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the pro- I forget which producer it is, but they got that card and they saved it and they have it framed and hanging in their office. The worst part of all of D- the prequel DVDs is Rick McCallum. He is awful. <laughs> he seems like a horrible human being. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, you mean in the interviews and the like, yes. documentarian stuff? Yes. Wow. <laughs> now, we've had this conversation before that he we, we blamed the, the faults of the re-release on Rick McCallum, not on George. I remember having this conversation. Yeah. I blame everything on George McCallum. <laughs> George Buttercup Valley, <laughs> Death Valley, and Smith River, California. You guys been to Death Valley? I have not. I think I've, I've been through there. there. I think I've driven through it. To get out there. Through the area. In the wintertime. You get out there and take the some time. publicity shots for this show. With all of us in the gold bikini. 1997 special one. edition. Yep. There it is. This that is my first 14 <clears throat> years after its original release. This was my introduction version. Original trilogy. Oh, 1-800-PHONE-THX. Wow. If, oh, man. Wow. Can I or complain about Dave's living room on by calling? <laughs> I, <laughs> I wonder I, if that phone number works. I swear to God, you should. <laughs> I swear to All God. Right. This was fun, guys. We're back to the, uh, the menu. menu. The main menu of the uh, purchase. Purchase version of uh, the Empire Strikes Back. No, the Return of the Return Jedi. Return of Sorry, the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> How many beers did you drink? I'm tired. Guys, this was a lot of fun. We'll do this again. What's up next? What movie are we? We've done the original trilogy. What are we gonna do next? Are we doing? A, I, I, I think we're going in release order. So next is Phantom Menace. Next is the Phantom Menace. Menace. Ooh, the Phantom Menace. Yeah, we've we've gone in release order so far. So next one would have to be the Phantom Menace. I think, yeah, I think we should stick with that. That's a good call. Yeah. yeah. All right. Until then, may the force. Hopefully, I'll remember we did this one when we do the. Uh, I'm probably hopefully, I'll remember <laughs> what it's called. <laughs> may the force be with us all. Peace out. <laughs>